Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Action Radio. This is Greg Penglis coming to you from the historic district of downtown Milton on the banks of the beautiful Blackwater River. And now let's get into Action Radio. So another exciting week begins here at Action Radio. This is going to be fun. Uh, normally, this is a time when I will sit around and rant for about an hour, and uh, you know whatever is uh, you know whatever venom has been spewing all weekend uh, kind of comes out in the first hour. Then we have Jonathan Mosley, our legal reporter, in the second hour, and then Dorothy Diana with our sex and sensuality report in the third hour. So it's kind of like politics and sex Monday. Today we're going to do things a little differently. Today I have a very special guest, and so uh, I'll tell you the story. Um, well, I'll tell you the story right now. So I, I made a Facebook post, and I'll, I'll go over the, the exact uh, lines in it. And then I got uh, Troy, I hope I pronounced your name right. Uh, he'll tell me as soon as he's on. Troy Pasulka um, made a comment to my comment, and it just started a firestorm of controversy, which is great. I mean, I love it. Um, but um, <laughs> it's kind of interesting how it all worked out. 132 comments later, we're still going. So let me introduce our, our guest uh, of the day here, and let's get going. And our guest of the day is... So I took a look on his Facebook page. We've got some interesting things. We've got uh, Best LSAT Tutor. We've got former judicial law clerk at the United States District Court. We've got studied at Washington University in St. Louis. We've got studied dispute resolution. Uh, I got a certificate from Pepperdine Caruso School of Law, uh, the Strauss Institute, and studied industrial and labor relations at Cornell University. That's pretty impressive. So with that kind of background, we should have a really interesting discussion. So I want to welcome for the first time to the show here, Troy Pasolka. Hey, Troy, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm having a great time. So let's, uh, let's see what we traditionally do here, and let's, let's get you, uh, as soon as I can find it here, a round of applause. So, yeah, you got to, like I said, I really, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, what were you going to say? No, no, this is very inspiring. Go ahead. Well, that's the idea. Well, you got to feel welcome here. Uh, that's, I mean, this is, like I say, I, I love disagreeing. My own reporters disagree with me. Um, and so, anyway, so let me set this up. So I'll, I'll read my post, I'll read his post, and then I have a mea culpa, uh, which I want to get out of the way right away. So my post, the thing that started this all off, and I, I just thought this was, you know, fairly casual, pretty standard stuff, because I was doing a show on um, foreign nationals being police officers and particularly illegal aliens being police officers. And so I wrote, allowing illegal aliens to become police officers is the ultimate government hypocrisy any such officer with a gun should be treated as an invading terrorist so my usual you know direct blunt uh, kind of stuff and then tell you excuse me troy i'm sorry troy responds is there any reason you choose the term uh use to use the term alien to refer to these human beings who've said they don't appreciate the use of that term uh, as i understand it's been a while since i've seen anyone use the term so we're going to talk all about that anyway um, i gotta apologize to tony again because i reacted um as i have reacted many times before because i got canceled I, I got i've been canceled for like the last five years uh, there's always been restrictions on my account all kinds of problems uh, and a lot of times people will uh, accuse me of being a nazi or a fascist or something like that and then i defend myself and then they go racing to facebook and say yeah he's bullying me you know, now I get a note from Facebook, you're, you're bullying people, you've uh, violated community standards, uh, and, and then I get canceled again. And so I reacted badly to you, so I apologize for that once again, saying that if anything happens, you know, I'll know the source if I get restricted again. So with that um, done, 
Um, let's get into it. Let's, uh, let's, unless you have any comments, but um, let's get my post and your post, and I'll see if we can explain it, and let's, uh, let's carry on from there. Make sense? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. So I said that illegal aliens um, becoming police officers is the ultimate government hypocrisy, uh, and the fact that how can you, you – illegal aliens have no status. They have, uh, you know, they're not covered by the Constitution. Uh, they're, they're not, they can't be here. Uh, so how can they hold a job here? I and mean, we have E-Verify, we have all kinds of other things. So the, the, the hypocrisy is, is uh, letting people enforce the law who can't even be here. So that was my, my main uh, point I was making. And then I said any such officer with a gun should be treating, treated as an invading terrorist because basically you've got foreign nationals or illegal aliens uh, in the country you know, armed and exercising police powers. That's, that's what a terrorist would do. So that basically was my point. Um, do you want to start with your point or, or my point? What, uh, where should we go from here? Um, I can, you know, respond or ask a question or give a comment. Sure. Um, we'll just go I'll take it apart piece by piece. Forth, I guess. Yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a lot there's a lot to all these things. So if you want to go piece by piece, because I, I get about three or four different comments just in your first comment, and then there's like 132. <laughs> We're not going to get to those, but uh, but it should be interesting. So so let's, let's tell me what you think of my comment first, and then we'll go to the use of the term alien. Um, well, first of all, I didn't see – I didn't. I don't even think I saw the part of your comment that said, um, or maybe I did, and maybe I don't remember. But the part that mm-hmm. said that uh, uh, undocumented immigrants or something that that, sh- or if you want to call them illegal aliens, that are that police officers should be treated as terrorists. That I, I don't. I don't really remember that part. But um, uh-huh. but anyway, um, my first question, just responding to the things you've said so far, is. Do you know personally any undocumented immigrants or whatever you want to call them is fine? I mean, whatever you, well, you can use your own what language. I, what I call them is illegal aliens because that's the legal term. So people, that, there's two classes of folks in the country. There are citizens and there are aliens. Aliens can be tourists, can be people here on a visa. They can be uh, um, immigrants who are here on a green card. They're still aliens until they become citizens. So that's the distinction. Uh, an illegal alien is someone that crossed the border illegally, didn't come through a, a, a lawful point of entry, was inspected, and was officially admitted to the United States. So those are just the legal terms. So that's why I use them. Um, but uh, the, these other terms are more political. The term undocumented uh, is a misnomer because everybody's documented. Everybody has a birth certificate from somewhere. I don't think there's a place on earth that doesn't record births anymore. So everybody's documented. So that's, that's, um, that's a disingenuous term. Uh, a lot of people will come to the border and throw away their documents so they can come in as, quote, undocumented, in other words, starting fresh. Uh, that's the way to not vet people. That's the way that criminals and terrorists and other people cross the, cross the border. A lot of countries, you know, recommend that, and that's what's happening. Uh, I know friends that have been to the border um, that have, um, you know, seen mass amounts of, uh, of, of, you know, documents there, birth certificates, passports, things like that. So that's the use of the terms. Uh, so as to your next question, do I personally know any illegal aliens? No, because I'd probably report them if I did. Uh, that'd be the first thing. Now, do I know descendants of illegal aliens? Actually, yeah. You know, I have met people, you know, through life um, that are, that are, you know, that are in the country that, uh, you know, their parents or grandparents came here illegally. That's still a crime. Um, so, yes. So, so to answer your question, I don't know any current illegal aliens, but if I did, I'd report them. Okay, cool. Yeah, I asked mm-hmm. the question because uh, asserting that a group of people should be treated as if they were terrorists um, seems a little bit extreme. I mean, um, so and I would terrorists? just assume that. How, how do you find terrorists? 
Oh, can I? Can I? It's okay. Oh, I'm, I'm not, sorry. I just, I just yeah, I, the, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I jumped in a lot. It's not. Yeah. Go ahead. No worries. No worries. Just, uh, <laughs> just so that we can kind of keep it organized or whatever. I think. So, mm-hmm. um, um, so, I would just. I assume that you didn't know any because if you knew any, I would assume you wouldn't say, "Oh, those people should be treated as." Uh, terrorists or whatever. I didn't say that. No, 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 no. I, ooh, I do oh, have to jump in here. You, I did not say illegal aliens are terrorists. Okay, that's like the that's like when uh, oh, when Trump what, said what that some people say? crossing our border. Hold on a second. Some when, when Trump said that some people crossing our border are murdering rapists, and then the news media said Trump thinks all Mexicans are murderers and rapists. That's not true. I didn't say that. What I said was that people coming through our country, becoming police officers, carrying a gun, and enforcing our laws to me, you know, could be terrorists. Because, you know, uh, they're giving oh, permission to, think, to do things that they can't possibly do. So that's why I said that. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. So so are you making the distinction that you didn't call all uh, undocumented immigrants terrorists just the ones that are police officers and holding weapons? <laughs> all right. Uh, first of all, I don't use the term undocumented uh, um you know, uh, immigrants. So that because the, 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 that's we're not going to get anywhere talking about that. All right, here's what I said, and and quite frankly, the, like a lot of posts, like I'm sure you make posts too. You know, we're just going to throw stuff out there, and we haven't thought about every last word and every last implication. So I said, allowing illegal aliens to become police officers is the ultimate hypocrisy, which it is. You can't have people enforce, enforcing the law who are criminals. Okay. The next one, any such officer with a gun should be treated as an invading terrorist. So in other words, yeah. Uh, I would think that they could, you know, uh, now, does that mean they're, gonna, they're committing terrorist acts at that particular moment? No, but uh, they certainly could. And, and who's to say they can't be organized as terrorists, you know, or, or criminals as, or as a cartel? You know, the, the Mexican cartels are going to put as many illegal alien folks into our police, uh, you know, forces as they possibly can. And, and they could be acting as terrorists or criminals or both. So it's very possible. So I would treat them as an invading terrorist, yes. Okay. Yeah, I just asked if you knew any uh, such people. Well, I don't, I don't know any I bank robbers or drug did. dealers either. But you know, it doesn't mean. I, but I don't tolerate them either. You know, do you do you know any uh, illegal aliens? Um, currently, no. I was just um, one of the reasons okay. I responded to your post is because I was just uh, uh, as as part of my business, I help people write personal statements to get into law school, and I was helping a woman hmm. who uh, was was an undocumented immigrant and we went over her story and yeah, but you can't stuff do like that. that. And so yeah. Troy, you can't do that. You can't help illegal aliens get into schools. They can't be here. They're criminals. You're breaking the okay, law. So, okay. Number one, she's not undocumented anymore. So that's, so she's not a criminal. Did she, did she apply? Um, did she get, uh, did she get um, a green card lawfully? She, I believe she's a citizen now. I, I can't remember the details. Okay, that's fine. All um, right. Yeah. Well, I don't, you know, um, if people so come anyway. in legally as, I see, I came in legally as an immigrant, right? And so I applied to become a citizen and got my citizenship, went through the whole <laughs> process. I got a problem with that. Citizens, of course, can go to school. Uh, lawful immigrants, permanent residents, of course, can go to school. Illegal aliens can't be here. So if they can't be here, they can't go to school here. And what would you say? <laughs> yeah, that just, uh, that just, yeah. That's just basic I, logic, right? Uh, Oh, tell me where I'm wrong. Well, um, I, I don't know. It doesn't have anything to do with what I was talking about, really. So okay. I don't, I'm not really invested in that. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, let's get back. So, well, let's get back to the term. Uh, you don't like the use of the term alien. Uh, let's, see, let's go to your topic. You said, is there any reason you choose to use the term alien to refer to these human beings 
who said they don't appreciate the use of that term. Um, do you want to talk about that? Well, it relates to the, actually the lady I was talking to. Um, mm-hmm. She's one of many people in the United States who have been uh, bullied almost sometimes relentlessly and viciously and violently, um, you know, with kids at her school calling her an alien and, you know, and then escalating to violence and death threats and all kinds of things. And, and uh, my understanding is that uh, such people have asked not to be called illegal aliens and, um, and uh, because it is – it, the way words work, uh, you know, if you call somebody an alien, even if it's a legally recognized term, then there's all kinds of associations with the word alien. And it's literally dehumanizing because we think of aliens normally as like not human beings. So no, not really start talking. <laughs> when yeah, you hear it, the word it, alien, you don't think of a non-human. Oh, I think of space aliens. That's different. We're not talking about space aliens. We're talking right. about foreign aliens. Yeah. No, but but, yeah, but that's how words work. Like that's um, how words work if, in English and and probably every language. But I only know English. Um, words mean a variety of things. Like one word can have many different meanings, and the human brain is not really capable of fully distinguishing all, between all of those meanings at all. Oh, sure times. it is. So that's oh, come why on, you can't you can't it, tell me it, we're talking about immigration. Okay, we're not talking about space aliens. So if we have a discussion of immigration, which we're having now, right? And we're talking about foreign nationals, we're talking about aliens, we're talking about illegal aliens. Uh, you know, everybody knows we're talking about people who are in the country illegally. Okay. Now, if we're talking about you know, Roswell, New Mexico, and we're so, talking about the, the UFO hearings. Obviously, now we're talking about space aliens. That's a difference, okay? I think anybody's capable so, of making that so distinction. I'm, yes and no. Yes and no. Anybody okay. can say the words. I, uh-huh. Anybody can say the following words. I know that we are talking about people who are immigrants and are humans and in this context. And anybody can mm-hmm. say the words when we're talking about Roswell. I know we are talking about, um, you know, non-human creatures coming to earth but the fact that we can say those words doesn't Mm -hmm. fully reflect what's actually happening in our brains our brains are not 100 percent there imagine imagine like you you all right go ahead make your point i'm sorry i didn't another thing i just uh, thought of no problem no problem imagine like you know somebody's face from work Mm -hmm. but then you can see them outside of work you don't recognize them right so there's there's different levels of knowing. Some people you would recognize anywhere, and some people you would recognize at work, but then not other places. So there's different levels of knowing. And yes, everybody has some understanding that we're talking about different things, you know, when we're talking about one thing versus the other, different types of aliens. But beyond behind the scenes and, you know, affecting our emotions is our, our brain's confusion about what we are actually talking about, um, I believe. So I just believe that's how words work. That's principle that I see regularly demonstrated in my LSAT tutoring because that's a test where you have to be very precise about the words that you use and the words that you read, and people are not precise. People get confused all the time by even a simple word like it. It's very hard for a, a normal person and even the people applying to law school to figure out what a person actually means when they say the word it. Is it the is it the grocery store we were talking about? Is it the person? Is it the car we were talking about? Is it the gun we were talking about? They get very confused on simple words. Well, between a grocery so, store and a gun, yeah. that's that's hard to imagine. But anyway, um, I'm yeah, going to challenge you a little bit here because I have to. I'd have to uh, no, no, I would, I would understand. Trust me, I'm really good at English. You know, I actually write legislation. You okay. know, this is not like I've, I just stumbled on English by accident. You know, 20 minutes ago. But here's can something I want to challenge. Can you do me a favor? What's okay, that? go ahead. Well, I, oh, I want to challenge. Say, I want to challenge. Could you could, to check that? 
to check that we both understand what I even said. Can you kind of like repeat it back to me and I'll tell you if that's what I said? <laughs> no, I won't. I mean, what you said stands on its own. You're talking about the word it. And of course, my first thought is Bill Clinton, who says it depends, it depends what the meaning of is is. OK, so uh, I think I just did repeat back when, when we talked about a grocery store and a gun and, you know, different no, things becoming no. it. Well, I mean, I, I'm I'm not confident that you know what I said yet. I mean, that's fine if you want to proceed oh, anyway, but I don't think I don't that you, know. I don't, I don't think that you I know what, what I actually you said. said. OK. All right. And there's a difference between knowing what you said and agreeing with what you said. I think you're confusing the two. I know exactly what you said. OK, uh, I just I just don't agree with it. So that's and, that's a difference. Yeah, okay. I, just, I that's fine. I, I know I know okay. you don't have to agree with it. You could know it and then disagree with it. Um, uh-huh. Although some things, like if I said if I said the sun rises every day and you said right. no, I would assume you didn't even know what I said because it's so obviously true. This is kind of one of those things, but it okay. might not be obvious because you don't teach English to people and you don't see the problems that they have when they're reading sentences, especially complicated sentences. So I'm oh. not saying that what I said is so obviously true, but I just hmm. don't. I, I don't personally feel that I don't feel confident that you know what I said yet. But if you want so to, so basically you're, anyway. you're you're saying I'm stupid. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> this is what it sounds like. I, every human being, including <laughs> myself, is fucking stupid. Okay, uh, that's we not are true. Stupid. Okay, let's, all right. We we, oh, we yeah. don't want to the F bombs because we don't want to keep the we want to keep the language up. Uh, okay, uh, so let's let's talk about yeah, let's go back we, a little we, bit we, here. We, let's, let's, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, this yeah. is this, this is getting interesting. So I want to challenge. Yeah. Uh, what you were saying earlier, you know, um, uh, I actually lost my place, which is too bad. We kind of got so far afield here. Um, but we're talking about the, the, the bullying of, of certain people. Um, I am not responsible um, for their bullying. The people that bullied them are responsible. I don't have to change. Let me get some background noise here. I don't have to change my language, especially legal use of the terms. I don't have to change the use of the word illegal alien because somebody was bullied. I was bullied when I came here to this country. I spoke with an Australian accent. I was picked on by all kinds of folks. I mean, my first couple of years here were horrible. Okay. I didn't go whining and pissing and moaning about it and tell everybody to change the language. No, I, I dealt with it, survived it, moved on, and, uh, and here I am. You know, um, So I don't have a lot of sympathy for that. But the thing is, you cannot take things like this, you have to deal with the problem directly. And the problem directly is certain people are, are, are being bullied. Okay, that's the problem. Then you deal with the bullies, okay? But you don't go around changing the entire language, all right? It, that becomes a, a political argument as opposed to, you know, something that uh, is a problem that can be dealt with, all right? So because of that, I, I reject your argument, and I say that I'm still going to use the term illegal alien. Now, let's get to another one that's very common here. Uh, the, the say, when you say these human beings, okay, Whenever we're talking about people, whether they're illegal aliens who have no status or ability to be here, or lawful immigrants or natural-born citizens, obviously we're talking about human beings. They're human beings in Madagascar and Thailand and Argentina and the United States. They're human beings everywhere. Okay, but that's a disingenuous argument too, because what we're talking about in the United States are citizens, you know, foreign nationals, tourists, visa people, immigrants, and illegal aliens. So there are different categories of people here. So, but all, obviously, we're all human beings, but you can't say you can't call somebody an, you know, an illegal alien because they're a human being. That's a disingenuous argument, too. Make sense? Um, no, not yes and no. It depends on what you mean by make sense. So you said a bunch of things that nobody's talking about, that I'm not talking about. 
you said well, you're not example, hearing it. That, we're talking. We talk about this stuff all the time on the show. In fact, I got one of my callers I'm going to bring on in a, in a few minutes. Let him talk to you as well. So, but, um, but no, if you, you, if you want me to you, 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 go ahead. No, I'm curious because you're, you're you, we have two different completely yeah, different so, audiences so you, that, we, that we talk so, to. Yeah, go ahead. So yeah, you said that like like you you talked about that you don't have to change your language, right? Is that something mm-hmm. you said? Yep. Right, and I, I didn't say you had to. So, okay. so you're talking yeah. about things that I never But wait, 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 wait. You're focusing oh. on the most minuscule little points. Let's get back to the real thing, the, the idea of using the term human beings as a no, way it's not, it's to get rid of the term it's not alien. A minuscule, it's not a minuscule point to, sure con, to express, to, to, to give the impression that somebody is trying to force you to change your language when they're not. I'm not trying to do that at all. So if you're giving the impression by saying, oh, I don't have to change my language, that's not a minuscule point. Let's be clear. You're free to do whatever you want with your language. But you just said and people are offended that. by, and I, and by I, being called that. aliens, and, and then I have to change my language so that I don't get bullied. You just said that a few minutes no, ago. No, I never said that. No, I never said that you have to change your language. I never said that at all. That oh. didn't happen. But you don't um, like the terms. Yeah, I'm that never it. happened. Okay, no, so, so no, I, I, I didn't even so say what, I don't like What's your the objection? I, I just said what's your objection then, specifically? Well, my first objection was you implied that somebody told you that you had to change your language. And I, I, I don't know if somebody else told you that, but I didn't tell you that. Um, and then another objection is you, it's, it's kind of strange that you're phrasing, you're, you're framing the issue as one term, undocumented immigrants is a political term, but illegal aliens is not, it's not a political term, but it, you're, you're said that illegal aliens, the phrase comes from the law and the law is elected, is, is created by politicians. So it's, it's an intimately political term, illegal alien. It doesn't have to be that way in the law. We could change it in the law. Um, so but it is, it is in the terms. law. I mean, if you look in the law, you'll right. find okay. the term. So, if you yeah, look in immigration law, oh, hold yeah. on, hold on, because you made a good point. If yeah, you look right, in, the, right. in, the, in the law, the Immigration and Nationality Act, you're going to find the terms illegal alien, citizen, national. You're going to find all kind of stuff there. Okay? You're not going to find undocumented immigrant or some of those other things. Those are political terms or or illegal immigrant is a political term designed to blur the distinction between an illegal alien and a lawful immigrant. That is a political term. Now, to say that all laws are are made by politicians, laws are made by legislators. Yes, they're elected politicians. I agree with you. But there's a difference between things that are, are codified in law in statute or in the constitution that you can read and stuff that is political arguments that come and go all the time. Like, you know, the stuff we're talking about here. Very, very different. Um, I mean, there are differences between those two things. One is codified in law and one is not, except for the fact that undocumented immigrant is undoubtedly in many laws in many states and possibly on the federal level, too. I Can you show sure, me one? Can you show me where that's listed? I, I don't know. But I, could probably, I could probably do some research and find it in the terms okay. in yeah, you can come various back. laws. Yeah, but, if you want to come back on the show, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't that's have perfectly fine. I'm not an expert on this. I'm not okay. an expert on this topic by any means. I'm, I, I, just, okay. I just knowing the law and knowing kind of the political atmosphere, I'm, I can almost, and being a lawyer, I can almost guarantee you that the term undocumented law, an immigrant is in various laws across the country. Well, what but is an undocumented immigrant? So, uh, so what's the legal definition then? Oh, I got Marco in the Netherlands is listening in too. So he types it in a live chat. So anybody wants to type in a live chat, they're welcome to do that too. So I got Pianchi standing by on the phone. Uh, yeah. So what's, what's an undocumented immigrant by, by definition? Well, in laws, they often define the terms that they use. So if there are laws out there, which I suspect there are, that, de- that use the term undocumented immigrant, they probably give a definition in that same law. 
Okay. But given so, that but everybody even, is documented, that, that term doesn't make any sense. Then it's, it's kind of a moot term since everybody's documented in the world. Everybody has a birth certificate. Everybody has a record of their birth somewhere. You know, everything's computerized now pretty much worldwide or it's at least written down. You know, so how can you say that? Why would you have a term undocumented when everybody's documented? That doesn't make sense. Well, um, so, okay, let's assume that everybody has documents somewhere in the world, uh, which is probably not true, but let's, it's probably pretty much true. So let's just assume it's true. Well, do you know a place um, where people are undocumented. not documented? Do you, do you know a country where they don't document their births? I mean, I, there's, there's tribes in the Amazon. I'm sure they don't have documents for every birth. They probably don't have documents at all. Well, I mean, that'd be a pretty you know, so minimal probably, number of people coming here. That we got 15 million exactly illegal what I aliens. Said. I, I said yeah. Right, I said okay. it's a right, minimal number, so we'll just assume it's true. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so, so let's assume that everybody has documents. Um, I, I think that the, the term undocumented, I've never imagined myself. The, the first time I heard that, oh, people shouldn't be called undocumented because they have documented documents somewhere. The first time I heard that is from you, like right now. I've oh, never good. heard anybody. I've never yeah. heard anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a new argument. It's a legitimate you know, I mean, it's basically true, you know, what you're saying, that people have documents somewhere. Okay, that's fine. That's a legitimate point. Um, but I, just to give you my perspective, I mean, I just never heard anybody think or believe that because somebody was being called undocumented, that that means they didn't have documents anywhere. I, I thought that was understood commonly to mean that they didn't have Oh, yeah, yeah, you got to watch the assumptions. Uh, we, we, you made a, you're making a really good point. We, we talk a lot about, about assumptions versus truth. Most people are, will go to their grave with their assumptions. I'm not, I'm not saying you specifically, but assumptions many times are stronger yeah. than truth. And the whole purpose of the show is to reveal things that other people have never thought of. Uh, that's what we do here. Sure, uh, yeah. We're talking about things in the Supreme Court uh, that, that people have never talked about. We talk about states' rights in a way that have never been really talked about. And so conventional wisdom is, is not... Uh, any kind of a, of a, of a block to, to the revelations and the things that we talk about here. So hearing new things is, is kind of why people come here. Yeah. So let me. Yeah. So, um, so, so, the, so, the, so uh -huh. you're, you're saying that I think that the term undocumented immigrants is uh, political. We went, we talked about that a little bit. Maybe we could talk about that more, but you're also saying sure. it's false because these people have documents mm -hmm. somewhere. Yeah. They leave them at the border. Okay. We see, and they do that for a, pro, I mean, for a political advantage because that way they, they can start fresh and we don't know if they're criminals or we don't, uh, they can't be vetted. And there's a bunch of other reasons for, for doing it. But uh, uh, it's, it's, it's a criminal act in itself to leave your documents behind if you're knowingly documented, as everybody is. Quick question. Um, if yeah, somebody op if, somebody op if somebody opened a bar and mm -hmm. they needed a license to sell alcohol and mm -hmm. then they had a license in Egypt, but here they don't. We would call that an unlicensed, you know, establishment, right? Well, I don't know if there's an exchange. I mean, sometimes business, like driver's license, for example, you can get a world driver's license. Their driver's license is the transfer. That's how tourists drive here. So if a tourist came here from Egypt, they can, they can drive, I think, for a certain amount of time on their Egyptian driver's license. Even the British okay, can, and they drive on Egyptian, the other side of the road. If there mm -hmm. was an Egyptian... If there was a person in Egypt who was in Egypt and they had a license to sell alcohol and then they came to America and they started selling alcohol and they didn't have a license and they opened some bar, we would say that bar is unlicensed, right? Yeah, you probably don't want to use Egyptian. It's a Muslim country. I don't think they drink, so that might not be the best place to pick. Um, but, but I know what you're saying. I know, what, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, no, because you'd have to you'd yeah, have so, to have an because so, every business so, has to have a license. So if you can, it might be easier right, every, to get every a, person has to have a. a Mm -hmm. Every person not, has to have a green card have or whatever license. they have to have. Right. 
yeah, and every person has to have a green card and everything. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm just saying it's not, it's not, it doesn't sound unreasonable to me to call them undocumented because that's how we use our language. That's we say you're an unlicensed bar. It doesn't matter if you have a license somewhere else. Now, that's, that's a false we know we're talking about. No, that's a, that's a false equivalency how? because we're, we're, because sure because we're talking about legal terms. The, the the there's you know if you're undocumented you've probably done it by criminal fashion you've left your documents behind somewhere. Um, but as far you can't compare an un, uh, uh, Egyptian bar license and an American bar license in the same way as you compare someone who lost their documents or or got rid of their documents and is entering the country illegally. It's two totally two totally different things. I mean, opening a bar here is a legal thing to do. You follow the procedure and you can do that. Entering the country is a legal thing to do. Coming here without your documents is not. So it's a false equivalency. It's, I agree it's an argument that, that doesn't make sense. Between, uh-huh. Well, it, that, that's not true. It, there are differences. One is legal. Uh, well, mm-hmm. opening a bar without a license to sell alcohol is actually not legal. But No, you can't do that. But, they, but, that. but Americans can't do it. Nobody can well, do that here in this country. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Your, com- your comment is kind of actually – I was going to say that your comment is true, but not important, but actually it's not even true. You tried to make a distinction because you said opening a bar is legal, but so is immigrating with the proper documents. Right. And, 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 you know, so they're both legal things. If you have the documentation, they're both illegal things if you don't have well, the documentation. Well, if you're approved. I mean, so, so, in both cases, you have to be approved. So that is, that is equivalent. In other words, a legal immigrant has to be approved uh, to, before they become a legal immigrant. I mean, there's a lot of people that apply that don't get it. Okay. Yeah, uh, and the same thing, a lot of people want to open a bar. They don't get approved either. All right. Let me, let me do one more thing I want to bring right. down to this. But we're doing so, – no, so, hold, hold on, hold on. Let's get back to the big point. So they're almost of this, exactly of the, the same. All right. Hold on. Hold oh, on. Sorry. Troy, wait, wait, wait. No. Let's get – because I want to bring another yeah. callers here. All right. So the point that you're, that okay. you're really making is, is the idea of talking about human beings. That we shouldn't use these terms no, because that's, these that's are not, that's human not the point beings. I'm really making. Okay, so let's make that's the not point the you're point really, I'm really making. making. I, All right, so, I'm right, making many ahead. points. The latest point was that you said I brought up a false equivalency, and you yep. said that one thing is legal and one thing was illegal, but you were comparing different versions of those things. If you actually do the correct comparison, to to do either thing with the proper documents is legal. And, and you have to get approved. And to do either mm-hmm. thing without the proper documents and approval is illegal. So it's not a false equivalency on those grounds that you brought up. It's not a false equivalency. And that is how, and I'm going to stick to my point, that that is how language works. If we say unlicensed, just because you have a license in Egypt doesn't mean we're lying. If we say undocumented, just because you have documents in Mexico You're doesn't mean we're lying. using the most obscure ideas to make a point when there's so much easier ways to make your point. Let me bring Priyanki on. I'm kind of curious to see what he has to say. Hold on a second. You can make my, my point favorite. with easier ways if you like, but I, I'm no, the hold on. Hold on. It's true. The illegal alien is what was an original law until you got these woke politicians, the Democrats, who wanted to make it more, more smooth. You're in the country illegal. And another thing is when they like uh, – we have in public schools something called English as a second language. If you got illegal kids going to your school, they should learn English, American English language. Simple. And if you would take the time out and learn American English language, you know how the application of certain words and the response that it receives and gets when it's used by an American citizen. People that's in the country, they are illegal aliens. I don't even know how. I wouldn't allow uh, someone to come from another country use their driver's license, how would they ever get insurance? What is it, a rental car? Or what the heck is it? I don't know. I really I think don't. tourists can. I think tourists can. Uh, means that you don't have the proper yeah. documentation. 
if you're flying an airplane, if you don't have the proper documentation or certification to fly, then you're doing something illegally. If you're a lawyer and you are assisting illegals to do something in the country that's only allowed for U.S. citizens, then you are complicit in their illegal activity. So that there is the problem. And I know people, uh, you had one gentleman from California, Jamil, was doing the show. His son was killed by Ill- illegal, or someone in the country illegal. Stabbed to death. And I don't think anything happened to him. And, you know, as far as documentation, I'm going to end with this. When you have an adult show up at the border with a child, what documents do the border workers, the custom workers have to prove that that child is related to that adult without going through the expense of doing something like DNA? Troy? What is it all about? You got to go. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so, the, so, the, so the first thing I'll say about the comments is that you saw that he used he, he said what I said that if you have or if you're undocumented, that means that you're doing something without the proper documents. The proper documents in this case would be citizenship documents or green card documents or whatever whatever it is, immigration documents. And so so that's just the point it's an interesting point that you brought up. It's a, it's an, it's a reasonable point to bring up. Undocumented immigrants might be false. That might that term might imply false things. But on a closer inspection, I don't really mm-hmm. think that it does. But I'm open okay. to other arguments, but I, the false equivalency argument is not one that I thought was very good to say that. No, okay. no, no, you can, you can disagree. Is, with, that's not you know, how we're trying to do that. Yeah. yeah. Let me let me let's move on to another thing you said that was really interesting. You said and you said separately, how do you feel about the right to gain property by occupying? Uh, in other words, squatting. C- can you explain that one? Yeah. Yeah. So I brought that up because it seems like there is some equivalency there, and so. Huh. So uh, basically, basically, yeah, sure. As I understand it, it's illegal to go into some property you don't own and start living there. Right. But if you do it, but if you do it and then nobody tells you not to and you kind of like get away with it for a while, then you can actually gain ownership of that property or some kind of ownership right in that property. Um, That's called adverse possession. And oh, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. A second. This was... is fascinating. So, so if if yeah. if you go to your ATM and you ask for twenty dollars and the bank gives you two hundred, can you keep it if if nobody catches the error? Um. So, uh, if can you? Uh, I mean, of course, if nobody that's, catches it, that's, that's, that's a yes or no that. question. By the way, hold on, Piaki. That's the yes or no question. If if you put if you you go to your ATM, you ask for twenty dollars, and and the ATM it, gives it, you two hundred dollars, can you keep it? If it's a yes or no question, I, the only reason I'm hesitant is because the answer is so obviously yes that I think I don't know what you mean by the question. Obviously no, the answer is no, you, can you can't it. keep it because you, you, you're basically stealing $180 from the bank. Oh, I just did right? that the other day, and yeah. I, got, I still have it, so, so I kept it. So I, I so guess you, you can. So you, so how much did you, you steal from the bank? Are you, are you admitting a felony right now on, on the radio? <laughs> this is oh, yeah, a million dollars. It was a million dollars. Okay, all right. And so, 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 so obviously, so what I'm pointing out is that you, so I was right. I didn't know what you meant. You were not talking about practically speaking, can you keep it? You were asking, is it legal to keep it? And, no, actually um, both. Actually um, both. Well, this, let's, you know we can talk you, from moral well, or legal grounds. You talking about aggressive right, possession. So aggressive, aggressive possession okay. is legal, but you got go to ahead, be guys. legal in order to take advantage of it. I think you're just going to walk across the border. Stay on somebody's property for seven years, and all of a sudden you claim it, and you're illegal 
trying to do something that is legal. Heck no. So yeah, I wasn't I wasn't talking about mixing the two situations. I was talking about the situations have some similarities. I'm not I'm not ever probably going to be. I mean, we could talk about it if you want, but I'm not going to be talking about an illegal alien taking possession of property. When you're saying they're similar, you are. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. All right, go ahead. You said you're saying they're similar. You are mixing them. Aggressive possession has been used here in the United States. I I am. Well, that's the way I present. The way I. All right, one one at a time, guys. One at a time, guys. Wait, no. That's the way I'm taking it. And the reason why I'm taking that you, you what you're saying because you're not adverse in the English language in its application of the words. Aggressive possession is legal for people who are legally here to use it. If you are not here legally, how are you going to use it? Yeah, so I'm mix I'm mixing the examples, uh, the situations. If what you mean by mixing is I'm pointing out that there are some similarities between them, I'm not mixing them in terms of. I'm not ever going to be talking about an illegal alien actually taking property through adverse possession. I'm not talking about that mixed situation. I'm just talking about on the one hand, there's adverse possession by citizens, let's say. And on the other hand, there's people coming to the country without the proper documentation. Okay. So, so I'm just, uh, just, I was never trying to mix the two scenarios and make them one scenario. Um, but the similarities that I see are that, uh, well, these, these are the similarities I see. Initially, your act, was illegal in both cases, coming in without proximate documentation and going to some property you don't own and starting to live there. Um, well, but what then, would you consider coming into the country? What would you consider coming into the country with proper documentation? Uh, I'm not an immigration specialist, but I'm sure you have to go through some visa. Well, you don't have to be an immigration visa. Wait a minute. People that come into the country legally with the proper documentation are not immigration specialists. <laughs> They just citizens who choose to do the things the way the law prescribes. So what will be your description? What will be your identifier as coming into the country properly? I'm just curious. Like I said, I'm, I'm not an immigration lawyer. I'd have to look into all the all the details on the various ways you can get into the country properly. Have you properly. ever you probably get into traveled it. outside the country, Troy? Let's just make it real simple. Have you ever traveled outside yes. the country? Okay. How, yes. how did you do that? And how did you get back in? Let's make it simple. Passport. That was okay. it. That was it. And what else? Is he a U.S. citizen, Greg? I don't, this is the first time we've talked. Yeah. Actually, it's an interesting question, Tony. I mean, Troy, I keep missing yeah. you. Yeah, he's a U.S. citizen, yeah. Tony. <laughs> no problem. Everybody it's calls Troy. me Tony. That, don't worry about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, it looks um, like I'm a U.S. citizen. Yeah. yeah. Okay, there you go. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, they look the same. I told you, people, right. people, are, people have trouble distinguishing between different things. Tony, Troy. You know, alien, alien. It's it's difficult. We're all hey, like, well, I'm used really to saying Tony, okay? Like I was in I was in New England. I was close enough to New York. We had a lot of Tonys up there. So, okay, fine. That's not what we talk. We talk up there. So, okay, fine. So don't worry. Well, okay, the, the question is, is he is he a, is he a U.S. citizen? Oh, I'm sure. Are you? Yeah, a US think, uh, Troy, I said he's a U.S. citizen. Where are you from, Troy? Which part of the country? Hang on for a second. Okay, if you are U.S. I'm citizen, from how, would you prove, how would you prove to myself and Greg that you are? Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't try to prove to you that I am. I just say that I am. Well, you could prove it. You just said you had a passport. That that works. Yeah, I could prove it. I'm not gonna. I could send you a picture of my passport, but I'm not gonna do that. So no, no, you don't have to prove it. it. Just saying, uh, is there a U.S. Is passport or a passport issued by another country? Yeah, yeah. And if it's issued by another US. country, to be US. legally, US. you need to have a visa to come into the U.S. 
No, I'm I'm from the U.S. I was born in the U.S. It's a U.S. passport. Okay. Well, so again, you have to prove it. Yeah, this is this this is uh, uh, Troy. I hope you're enjoying this as much as we are. We're not trying. Uh, don't feel like we're making fun <laughs> of you, but this is this is kind of how we talk around here. It's, we get pretty no, spicy. I, uh, I want to go back. It's a simple okay, question. Good. It's a simple question. It has simple answers. I gave the simple answer, and mm-hmm. so we're. I guess we're done. I don't know. Oh, no, we're not done. No, the, see, the question. Part, you're a lawyer, though. There are no simple answers. <laughs> that's part of the. This is the part of my interest in this here. Um, I've never heard this term aggressive possession. Pianki's heard of it. Obviously, you've talked about it. What is that? Well, do you know me. why you have never heard that? Because you wasn't born in the United States. I mean, it's nothing wrong with you here legally, but you don't have that. Well, I've been here for a while. Anyone when I was a teenager. You know what aggressive position means, because I've used it before. Okay. So that's what I'm trying to say. You either have never been exposed to it or never have had to use it or read upon it. So you have no experience with it. That's why you don't never heard of it. Okay, so we may have talked about I've forgotten. So fill me in. What is aggressive possession? Aggressive possession is, is, is legally done when you occupy a piece of land a partial mm-hmm. land, and you maintain it for seven years, then it, it can be titled over into your name. Oh, that's common basically. law. So you're talking about a common law possession, right? No, seven it's called oh, common law someplace else, but here in the United States, it's called progressive possession. Well, possession. seven years is, is in, a very in typical law, common in law, law term. Law school that I went to, yeah. yeah, in the top 20 U.S. law school that I went to, it was called adverse possession. I'm sure probably oh. some places it's called aggressive aggressive possession. Uh, there's probably different names for it. Okay, so basically this is, you're taking possession of something that, that nobody's objected to after seven years. That's a fair amount of time, so I understand that. I've heard of like right-of-ways, you know, if, if kids are walking to school through your yard and uh, you have a big yard and you don't object, eventually it becomes a right-of-way and they get to maintain it. Uh, marriage, common-law marriage. You don't have to be married, but if you live with someone for seven years, that's a common-law marriage. And so the seven-year term is very significant yeah. in law. So I, I understand that. But what I don't understand yeah. is that uh, now if, if anybody objects at any point in that seven years, say the, say the owner has been on vacation in Europe for six months, they come back and they, they see somebody living in their property, they go, hey, get the hell out of here. You know, at that point, that person has to leave, correct? It, it, it acquired the term aggressive because early on in the founding of this country, you had settlers that would do that to land barons. Land barons would claim so much land, they didn't know what was going on at every square foot of their land. And <laughs> somebody would come from. along and they would, they would partial yeah. it off. And after okay. seven years, it was there. And the okay. same principle worked just in the out west, like the other agreements which became in laws. That's like in the west. Right? Is that setting? You know, you, you no, claim your, like, your property? It, it, and, uh, it, it's not yeah. like homesteading, but that's what it is. But okay. the reason why I come back to this guy, uh, I, I don't know, you, you're arguing on his pronunciation of his name, but this person, I would suspect him as not being legal because of his understanding and able to uh, discuss back and forth on some of the terms that we make. No, 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 I would ask for the documentation that you legally, are, you legally should be practicing law and giving advice. No, he's from Chicago. That's a different philosophy up there. He's perfectly legal citizen. I have no question about that whatsoever. <laughs> it's, it's the, it's, you know, I mean, Chicago's got issues. You got problems up there. <laughs> you know, at the uh, University of Chicago. You know, they have a good English school up there. It's kind of interesting. The the journalism and the, you know, the Chicago manual of style and all that kind of stuff. Um, let me um, let me see what else we've got here because a lot of people have a lot of a lot of complaints uh, on this. Do you have any, uh, any other? Uh, 
issues that from our, our vast speech of, of 132 comments, I think we got. Let's talk about the well. Actually, let's go because we had one that was on uh, police officers being illegals. Where do you stand on that? Do you think illegal aliens can be, or even, or even foreign nationals, uh, should be able to be police officers? Speaking as a as a lawyer. Um, speaking as a lawyer. Um, yeah, there's a reason I asked that. I'll speaking tell you as a lawyer. Well, in other words, okay, if, so you you to, if, if you had to, if you had to, if someone came legal. to you and said, if someone came to you and said, I got arrested by a, a foreign national on the Chicago police force, they have no jurisdiction over me. What are you going to do? Are you going to defend him? As a lawyer trying to represent that person? Yeah. Okay, so uh, can you tell me? I don't, I don't know. I don't live in Chicago right now. Do, does Chicago allow uh, undocumented immigrants? Well, Illinois did. This, this, uh, this is where our show, we, we did a show on this. Uh, Pritzker, the governor, signed a bill saying foreign nationals okay. and possibly illegal aliens, we don't know yet, uh, might okay. be serving on Illinois uh, police forces. I'm surprised you didn't okay. hear about well, it. Well, if yeah. If Illinois said that that's uh, acceptable and they passed the law or did an executive order or whatever they did, um, then I would assume that arguing that point wouldn't help the client at all. Like, I, like you could advise the client, oh, yeah, make a big deal about how that person didn't have documents that arrested you. But probably that's not going to do anything if it's legal in Illinois. You know, but is it is illegal. So, I don't know. We have E-Verify. You can't work in this country unless you're a citizen. How, how, uh, how would that even be legal to do that? So, so how could a person sure, who sure. can't work here have police powers to arrest anybody? Sorry, when I mean it's legal, I mean if you tell that to a judge in Illinois, they're going to say, I don't care. That's what I meant by legal. It could be, you could have debates about whether it actually, so that, should, like, whether it actually wait is legal. A minute. So le- the legal standard is what the judge says the law is, as opposed to what the law says it is. Practically speaking, yes. I mean, I was I was involved in a case recently where the law says that I should get custody of my daughter, and custody of my daughter was not given to me. It was given to my abuser. So the law was just whatever the judge said it was. Yes, yeah, so you, you, you're going to get a lot of sympathy from me there because we do have the. In fact, that's how we initially connected with our Action Radio Family Law Project. The family court is disgusting. Uh, I'd be happy to work yeah. with you on that. In fact, I'd love to uh, draft some legislation to get rid of the family court or the judges but, uh, because they, they yeah. give they they just hold on, Pianki, just for a second. I want to make this really point because this is a really important point. Family court is designed to prolong conflict and make money. I think particularly from Title Four of the Social Security Act. So family courts give purposely give children to the abusive parent to maintain conflict, to cause distress to the good parent, so that parent will appear crazy and therefore be uh, awarded, uh, or not awarded, but to uh, have guardians put on them and all kinds of other restrictions. It's a way that the courts make money. It's an extortion racket. It's racketeering. It's disgusting, and it goes on all the time. So, so, so there we go again. Troy, you got my sympathy, okay? None yeah. of the things yeah, we're talking I'm about now, saying, but I, if, I'm, if I'm with you there is, 100%. Is, what, I understand. Go ahead. Yeah. And when, you, and when we're Go navigating ahead. in these systems, Hold on, and when we're navigating in these systems, if I'm advising a person who's dealing in one of these systems where the law uh-huh. is whatever the judge says, then, right. you know, I might advise them to just, you know, do what the judge says or, you know, not bring up points the judge doesn't care about, even justice, if they're though. correct. That's no standard of justice. I mean, this is why we have different courts and uh, higher I'm, courts and appeals. That's why we have an appellate court and a Supreme Court. Oh, yeah. So when a judge yeah, yeah, yeah. screws if, if up. Want to take it to the, sure. Yeah, but when it, but even, uh, even, the, appellate, even uh-huh. the appellate court, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to look into the legal research and legal opinions on all these different immigration laws. I'm not an immigration attorney. But, you know, you I'm might not have either. a good case. If, if you, you know, I'm yeah, not a meteorologist, but I know when it's a, raining. 
<laughs> you know, so what? That's fine. But but yeah, <laughs> the, the question the question of whether the question of whether it's raining is um, a pretty simple one. The question of what would, a, would an appellate court do when Illinois says it's legal and the Constitution you you believe says it's not, or whatever mm-hmm. federal law says it's not, that's a that's a difficult question to predict the outcome of. And well, I'm not trying to predict the outcome. I'm just understanding what's what's proper under the Constitution. In other words, judges are not right, right, right. under but, the authority yeah. to make up law. So, I mean, that's that's just a given. Right. You're not. So this is where I would disagree. You're not with thinking yeah. about this as a lawyer. Right. You're not thinking about this as a lawyer, so you're not thinking about predicting the outcome of the appellate course. I am thinking about that because if I have a real-life person in front of me who got arrested and I want to help them, I'm not going to tell them to make an argument that both the lower court and the appellate court will reject. Because, so, but, I, but if that's my prediction, that they will reject it. So, mm-hmm. so I'm always making predictions if I'm, if I'm, if, if I'm helping somebody yeah, I didn't think the about court that. system. Yeah. I have to make predictions. Okay. So uh, yeah. January's defendants who, you know, basically we call it the Capitol Hill Invitational Walk-In January 6th, would you advise them to cop a plea to a misdemeanor to avoid a felony, or would you, would you have them stand on the ground of, of, uh, that they didn't do anything wrong, that the doors were open, they were invited in, uh, and have them actually just you know, carry the cases forward? You know, as innocent. Um, I assume that you, you you could tell me if I'm wrong, but I assume that different people have different factual situations that might that so the factual situations of a specific person and what they actually did and what they're on camera doing, et cetera, would mm-hmm. possibly you know influence the advice that I would give them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right, let's let's assume that someone so, walked in, stayed within the ropes, like we've seen all the security tapes that, that they that the doors were open. The Capitol Hill police said, "Come on down," kind of like the Price is Right. They walked in, they took pictures, and they left, mm-hmm. and then they got arrested for it with facial recognition, a bunch of other stuff. And now they're facing either felonies, uh, and the prosecutor says, "Well, you could face a felony because we got you on camera in the Capitol, you know, even though the doors were open, and et cetera, et cetera." Uh, or you can you can just plead guilty to a misdemeanor, and you'll get you know, six months probation and you'll be done. Of course, it's permanently on their record. You know, so in, in that situation, how do you advise people? Well, so as a lawyer, I think it's your, your, your role, your proper role to explain properly what the situation is and what the law says. Mm-hmm. And then the client is supposed to be the one that makes that decision. What do you want to, you want to plead or you don't want to plead? I okay. told you everything about what could happen either way. And I've told you what I think is going to happen. Like again, the predictions, here's what I think is going to happen. And, but you know, that's not certain. Somebody could bribe somebody. Somebody could just misunderstand the law. A bunch of different things could happen. There's not really any certainty when you put your hands in your fate in the hands of another human being, even if that human being is called a judge. Well, um, you know, so, so that's for, that's a decision for the client to make, and I would I would just try to research the law that's and the facts and just and decide did they commit a crime? Is that illegal? What you just described, and if it is illegal, um, a lot of times you know things are illegal that you know you might feel don't really cause that much harm directly, and maybe they don't, but but the law is so that it doesn't get out of hand or something like that. So like for example, if I I'm going down a street driving and it's a one-way street and then I make a U-turn to like pull in somewhere. I probably violated the law, but, and I didn't, but I didn't harm anybody. And there was like no chance I was going to harm anybody, but the police officer, if he sees me do that, can, can write me a ticket. And I probably shouldn't protest because technically I did violate the law and my protests are probably going to amount to nothing. I should probably just pay the ticket. You see what I mean? 
Yeah, but if we escalate, I want to bring panicking in for a second here too, but if we escalate that to a felony, is it ever advisable to tell a client to take a misdemeanor charge that they didn't do in order not to get a felony uh, conviction of a much longer uh, imprisonment term and a much higher fine? I think there are many as opposed, cases in as which, opposed to pleading innocent. I, yeah, go ahead. I think there are many cases in which might advise a client to do that. Let's say, for example, like a, hmm. a black kid gets picked up at some, in the deep south and gets charged with something, and you know they're going to convict him, right? Uh, you know, uh, for for whatever reason, maybe that you know the history of the judge, you know, you know the jurors' personal well, judge personal views. Who knows? <laughs> the judge is black and the jury's black. Well, you know. in my example. <laughs> In my example, let's say everybody's everybody's white and you know they're racist and whatever. Who knows? I'm not saying uh, okay, it's a realistic right. situation. I'm just saying okay, I'm just saying there just are curious. situations in which I'd be like, Hey, you know you know what's going on. You might want to plead to a misdemeanor here because well, what about me as a white guy with a Washington D C black jury, how well do you think I'd do? You know, I mean we can we can look at this sure, I don't know. It might be it might be okay. the same situation. And you, okay. anyway, my point is that you can think of situations in which you're gonna get screwed if you don't uh-huh. just say you know, plead guilty. And that's what a lot of people do, plead guilty. Yeah, see, I wouldn't do it. I would never plead guilty to something I didn't do. Never. Never, never, never. Yeah, that's definitely understandable. Yeah. Okay. Piaki, do you want to get in on this? He's thinking. Let's get him off his computer. Come on back, Piaki. <laughs> Here's your chance. No, because I, I think the whole uh, the whole J six thing is fascinating. Um, any other? Uh, let, let me pass it to you. Uh, try any of the, you know any of the issues that you're facing now. Well, how about law school? So let, let's see what's going on with law school. Especially, let's talk affirmative action. That might be interesting because uh, that's that's a big change. The Supreme Court has finally corrected uh, affirmative action, which to me is just racist discrimination, especially being a white guy um, who's not eligible for it. Uh, I think this is a good thing. <laughs> How's that going to change what you do? in terms of uh, getting folks into law school? Um, yeah, I don't think it's going to change what I do at all because mostly what I do to get people into law school is to bring them up to a, a level of competency or excellence in terms of the use of English and reading skills and critical thinking okay. skills and all this stuff. And so, huh. so, so mostly I talk about helping somebody write a personal statement. But that's not the majority of what I do. Mostly what I do hmm. is I prepare people for the law school, exam, uh, law school admissions test. The LSAT. What does that stand for? Mm-hmm. The, the, the lawful scholastic, uh, law school scholastic aptitude test? What does law that stand school, for? LSAT. Yeah, law school admissions test. So, so yeah, okay. I just prepare people for that and I help them learn. And, you know, it doesn't matter kind of what their race is. If huh. the, the test kind of assesses whether they know the skills or don't that the, that the test is assessing. Although so the, is, test, the test is culturally biased. How is it culturally, how culturally biased? Well, for example, um, there's many more passages about the Western, uh, the Western tradition than, you know, the we're a Western you know, country. <laughs> we're, we're a Western country. You know, we're a Western industrial nation. You know, we're a republic. Okay. So how, you how, might how is that you might uh, everybody who grows up here grows up in a Western industrial nation? How is that culturally biased? Well, I mean, it's obviously culturally biased if, what you mean by culturally biased, which is what I mean, is that it preferences the knowledge about certain cultural subjects over others. So it is like culturally what? biased. It, you might say, like what? Well, like what I just said. There's pass. There's there's many passages about no. the, okay. you know Western Europe, Western European philosophy, but there's no passages I've ever seen about African philosophy, the history of African philosophy. So 
Do we use African bias. philosophy in law school? Wait, wait, hold on. This is an interesting point because our law is based on basically British, you know, law, Magna Carta, you know, individual rights, common law, you know, the principles of, of, of individual freedom. It comes from a Western British uh, tradition. Why? What aspects of African law do we have in our law schools and in our in our U.S. code or or state or state statutes? Almost none, which is why probably one of the part part of the reason that is culturally biased. Because so why would, would you test? Thing, wait, 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 wait. Why would you test for Western? Why would you test for African cultural values when we don't use them in law school and they're not codified in our law and it's not our tradition, which is basically a a, a British, you know, European tradition? That wouldn't that doesn't make sense to me. Well, I've never argued that you should. I just said that the test is culturally biased. Well, you said it was it culturally biased, but you're implying that's a bad could, thing. And I'm saying, what, what, no, I'm not what, what bias thing. are we talking about that's, that's, a, that's thing. a bad thing? Well, sure you are. I'm not at you all. You said it implied. doesn't include. No, for sure I'm not. I've, West I've explicitly African values. told you that it's not okay. a bad thing. I've explicitly oh, okay. told you that it's not a bad thing. So I'm definitely oh. not implying the opposite of what I explicitly said. You okay. are inferring. That it's a bad thing based on what I said, but you're making a mistake. I never said it was bad, and I never implied it was bad. Well, is, I is, said is it bad? Is it culturally biased? Wait a minute. Is it bad to Chicago exclude is African? It's a city where illegals come, <laughs> and they are quote on how to navigate the United States. <laughs> that there should be criminal. Yeah, different topic, but interesting, though. Yeah, let's uh, let's. I want to just one question first. I want to get to that because that, that's a great uh, a great question to end up on before Jonathan gets here. Although you, you're welcome to stick around too. This might be fascinating. Um, but as far as the test goes, considering that our legal system is based on basically the British system, you know, individual rights, rights come from God. You know, our Declaration of Independence, our our, our Constitution, limited government, our republic. Those are those are Western European legal traditions and philosophies. Why why would you not test for that? You should test for that, and I think the test should be culturally biased. I never said it. I never well, said, said bias. In fact, I've already said bias implies that it should be a problem. Biased. Okay, all right. Uh, bias does not infer a problem. It just infers. It just implies an imbalance of some sort. Now, oftentimes. People think that bias is bad. In this case, I don't think it's bad. But, but you brought it up, though, so you, you had to, there had to be a reason why you brought it up. I'm just curious. Yes, I, no, I it's said, just interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what's his opinion on uh, human rights declaration? Uh, hold, hold on a second. Pianki, we got two questions. Uh, Tony, I wanna, uh, Troy, I'm sorry you did it again. Troy, I want to let you finish your point. Then Pianki has two really good points I want to get to as well. So, But, uh, Troy, go ahead and finish about the, the idea of, of, of African versus European questions in, on the LSAT. So, so, mm -hmm. Sure. So, I, so it's a good example of how conversations can kind of get derailed by people's misunderstandings of words. So I said the test was culturally biased, and what I meant with that, by that and all I meant by that is that there are more, there's more representation in the questions from certain cultures than other cultures. Now, I think that's probably a sensible thing to do, given mm -hmm. that it's a test for U.S. law schools. We've now been talking about it for five minutes. You're trying to wrap your head around about how it's culturally biased and how that's a bad thing. I never said it was a bad thing. It's probably a good thing. Oh, okay. I, but you but understand is culturally there any bias means something different. In, 
wait a minute, but in terms of an LSAT, for, for people that grow up, if you have a Hispanic American, a black American, a white American, a, an Asian American growing up in America with Western, with Western European things, does it matter? I mean, we're all going to get the same exposure to that legal tradition in school when we learn that's civics. Absolutely, yeah, that's absolutely false. Uh, many people, in, for example, in college, um, take courses in African history. Most of those people are black, and so they absolutely do not have the same exposure to Western ideas as somebody who focused on Western ideas in college. So no, I'm just talking about basic true. civics. Basic civics in, in, in high school, when you learn about how our government works and where well, it comes from. Well, Who's got a dog? Civics, <laughs> yeah, basic civics. No, that's my, that's my daughter. She just started. Okay, my, uh, <laughs> um, okay. I, I didn't mean to say you know, my other yeah, I thought I heard a, I thought I heard a critter. No, it's, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, she sounds like a critter. That's yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, it's not even true that we get the same exposure to basic physics, civics, but let's say it was true. The, the LSAT doesn't talk, talk about basic civics very often. It talks about very advanced topics and other yeah. things. So, and so it's not really relevant that we both, that we all get the same exposure. Okay. To basic well, civics, I, you know, actually, I'll, and I'll save my question on the fact that I grew up under a parliamentary system for, for a little bit later, if we get more time, let's go to Pianki's question. He talked about mm-hmm. coaching that people who come to this country are coached on how to get asylum and other things like that. Uh, do you work with that at all? In fact, if you want to follow up on your question, feel free. Well, yeah, that's true. You got Chicago has declared itself a sanctuary city, and you got attorneys there that coach illegals on how to get by and how to avoid. How else would they know if they're not being coached? They're being coached outside of the country on what to do and what to say. Uh, when you get within a certain distance of the U.S. border, put on your Joe Biden T-shirt. Yes, they're being coached. They don't wake up in the morning and all of a sudden start doing these things. Yeah, so there's like in the family law court system, for example, there's attorneys that coach women on how to say that they were domestically abused and all this stuff when they weren't. So that definitely probably exists wherever lawyers are because some lawyers are unethical and they will – try to win cases and get outcomes for clients so that they can market those outcomes to other future clients, and they'll do it by advising their clients to lie. I'm sure that happens. Then there's another type of coaching where, where people um, don't understand what about their experience is relevant, and then if, you just, if they actually have lived an experience of political violence or you know, all kinds of things that you can get asylum for, and, and they don't know to say that, then that would be appropriate coaching to say, oh, yeah, you, you know, what happened to you in your life? Yeah, say that. That's the stuff that is legally relevant. Uh, so there's, there's both kinds of coaching going on, I'm sure. Good and well, bad. You know, you, 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 you're one very, more you very clever in the way you utilize things. <laughs> you utilize an uh, individual that's legally here, a U.S. citizen, and are using their example in the court in the case of a battered spouse, I guess, or a divorcee. You use that in order to justify taking a illegal person and coaching them how to be how to get by and fool others and avoid detection and things like actually, that. You know they have a thing I, in Chicago that was, the, was the argument where black Americans were supposed to turn in. I am in America, black or black, to turn in illegals yeah, as the they know them. I think that's a good thing. Wait, one at a time. One at a time. Yes. That's the sorry. Uh, I thought you were done a few times, so I started talking. That's the exact <laughs> opposite of what I did. But that's what you are going to hear because you have certain biases and preconceptions and subconscious things that you're thinking about. But I said the exact opposite of that. I said that there's oh, good so coaching convenient. and bad coaching. Well, I, I that, that is so convenient. Bad coaching. 
to say that people aren't understanding yeah. what you what, mean. What, Greg, that's, that's I got it. I'll talk to you later. Okay, thank well, you. Okay. He, he, that, that is he literally just said, no, I, it's okay. I said no, no, I just... that there's bad coaching. And then he said, I'm trying to justify fooling people. When I called that bad, it's, he literally did misunderstand what no, I said. Okay. And the problem is, the problem mm-hmm. is there's this thing called the Dunning-Kruger effect where people who don't have a skill um, – juggling or Rubik's cubes or listening or uh, verbal comprehension, they don't know that they're making mistakes. And even if you Uh, point it out to them, they won't recognize it because they don't have the skill. If they had the skills, they probably wouldn't have made the mistake in the first place. So now you're calling Pianchi stupid. So what happened is not not convenient for me. I'm Mm. literally pointing out that he framed what I said as the opposite of what I said. I I said lying is bad. And he said, oh, you're trying to justify lying. That's, that was, uh, so if you want to call that stupid, you can. I'm not calling it stupid. I'm just no, saying no, no. I'm asking you called Pianchi stupid. You called me stupid opposite. earlier, but uh, it's quite all right. Listen, <laughs> I'm going to hold you up for a second. Myself, yeah, I call myself stupid. Okay. We're all stupid. I will make uh, No, we're not. Too, all right, all right. But Troy? I, Troy? But I train hold on. myself a lot in verbal Hold on, Troy. Arguments, Troy. So, so, We're past your hour. Yeah, hold fine. on, hold on. All right. So what I want to do is, first mm-hmm. of all, I want to thank you very much for coming on the show. You're welcome back anytime. But uh, this is Jonathan mm-hmm. Mosley's hour now. And so you're welcome to stick around. Okay, And cool. I mean, it's mostly his hour, so he gets to make all the stuff, and I'll be asking questions. And, and feel free to join us. If you have to leave, I understand that, too. If you want to do any shameless plug for uh, your LSAT organization or things like that, feel free. Why don't you do that now, and then I'll, I'll get to Jonathan. Yeah, yeah, if you want to understand... If you want to understand what you're reading, what you're hearing, if you want to make good arguments, um, be able to dissect arguments, that's what the LSAT and learning the LSAT is all about. And I'm the best LSAT tutor on planet Earth. So if you want to go to bestlsattutor.com, that's me. That's my website. You can get in touch with me. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you very much. Um, so just to catch Jonathan up, uh, this, uh, Troy and I have been talking. We had a, a little disagreement on my Facebook post about the illegal alien police, and we got like 132 comments and just kind of snowballed from there. So that's how that came about. Jonathan, do you have any comments on any of that, or would you like to uh, go right into January 6th or anything else that's happening? How you doing? I agreed with, with what Troy was, was saying about, um, <clears throat> about attorneys, even, even mm-hmm. being one. I'm you know, The majority that I've run into, I'm not not uh, happy with uh i don't understand what the discussion what the disagreement was a moment ago so i'm not going to wade into um i mean well for once you have to go back to the beginning of the hour yeah it's it's, a long uh evolving process yeah okay okay so um that's fine but but you know i I would say about illegal aliens and the uh attorneys um i i think there what 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 we would refer to as uh, attorneys at the border or south of the border are really mm-hmm. more activists than they are attorneys. I mean, they may mm-hmm. have a law degree, but they're not, you know, I, I think they're functioning in their desire to achieve a certain policy outcome more than just to get business. Although you never know. I mean, they, it's all, it's a, somehow the left always seems to matter, manage to get <clears throat> lots of money. Anyway, yeah. so we normally, because usually my fault, want to <laughs> do something uh, tidbit or fault or, you know, or fun to begin with. No, go um, right to the big topic. We never, we but, never yeah, get let's to the go main to the, topic. Well, you go always say first. that, but I, I like to, but I think I'll, mm-hmm. I'll actually do that this time. Um, <laughs> and I want to talk about, because, because we have all these things over the weekend. We had Mike Pence, um, you know, going on the Sunday news shows 
and saying, Traitor. you know, no, I really am an idiot. Um, and <laughs> then we have, um, and then we have uh, Bill Barr saying, oh, me too. And, uh, um, you know, and Jack Smith, the special prosecutor and everything like that. And so I wanted to get into this idea of election. Now, of course, we've talked about it from many different angles, but, right. you know, um, <clears throat> right now, of course, you've got this pending prosecution, uh, the, uh, this indictment of Donald Trump, um, almost, you know, mo- most of the discussion that I've heard about it, I agree with. Like I say, I people, if people re- remember that I spent about uh, two years, um, you know, neck deep in the uh, January 6th issues. So right. I was expecting what, he, what uh, they were going to come out with about Donald Trump and uh, very familiar with all the different things. I think, as I've said, the indictment of Donald Trump is fairly lame um, and uh, compared to what I would have expected. But all of the commentary that people ha- that you're hearing <clears throat> is, on the one hand, surprisingly um, bold. I mean, whereas two years ago, everyone was hiding in caves and their hidey holes and <laughs> Correct. And the thing is that I'm kind of checking myself, though, because what what is outrageous to a lot of people, um, we've been seeing it for two years. It's like all this criminalizing free speech, um, you know, misrepresenting what people said, you know, all these things. I I really should be more outraged by it, except that, unfortunately, it's been happening well um we, we've seen so much of it we're sort of immune and and to, it's, it's like you know you get you get accustomed acclimated to cold after a while um troy if you can stick around which would be great i'm gonna ask your opinion on this in a little bit so so don't go anywhere okay. but i'll make sure jonathan, jonathan <laughs> so, so the, the thing, whole is, thing is i go ahead jonathan. i don't want i i don't want to um allow myself to become you know accepting of of of, of how gigantically outrageous this is and how it, right. this is a turning point in completely transforming our country. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, it, and it really is shocking and everything like that. But I also want to say, you know, like, what do you think they've been doing for the last two years? Um, so anyway, let's talk about the election uh, contest from the standpoint of the, of the current indictment and the, the idea that there is <laughs> some kind of crime in questioning the legitimacy mm. of an election or asking to use the legal processes to um, to challenge it. So, well, uh, Mark, what? Go ahead. I was going to say something fascinating about this: that all of these cases, all the indictments, the, all three of them, are contingent on the fact that, that Joe Biden actually won the election. And, yes. and just to let, get Troy in on this, uh, I'm absolutely convinced that Joe Biden lost the election. And so what they have to do is, is the, the only way they can prove these crimes against Trump is to maintain the fiction that Joe Biden actually beat Trump in a fair election. And so I don't think they're going to try and exclude anything. Trump's best defense is that he won the election, you know, from the mountains of proof that there is. Uh, and the, but the deep state's going to have to either eliminate or, or, that or, the, or, or, or what's going to Right. Or at the very least that 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 he had a a legitimate argument. Um, And uh, and so that we talked about that a little bit last week that um, there's a there's a a fraud that he didn't believe he won. Uh, He's just saying that to to, you know, quote, overthrow the election. Uh, I'm not sure how his belief fits into the law. Do, Do you know what we're talking about there? Have you heard that? Well, 
it, it, it doesn't, but their arguments make even less sense as to, as to why. Like if I, okay, if I told you, you know, as I think I mentioned last week, if, mm-hmm. if Dr. Fauci told you Greg Penglis, um, the vaccine works and it's wonderful and, <laughs> you know, ivermectin or whatever, you know, hydrochloric, and it's like, so you knew because right. Dr. Fauci told you mm-hmm. that you knew that hydrochloric doesn't work. And, 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 but your reaction is, yeah. you know, this guy's an idiot. I don't believe him. Right. And you listen to Bill Barr. Remember, Bill Barr simultaneously, who is attorney general under Trump. But mm-hmm. people have to understand, OK, most of the deep state resisted Trump. So people say, well, yeah, but, but Bill Barr picked him. Yeah, but you don't have that many people to pick from. Oh, okay. I mean, it's not like it's not like I mean, you could say just because Trump picked Bill Barr doesn't make Bill Barr. Uh, okay. I mean, he was a, yeah. he's, a, he's a traitor, a chump, and a moron. Sessions, too. And um, Sessions was well, the worst attorney general ever, probably. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, who you, you can only ch- choose between the available um, options. <clears throat> and um, although I think he should be less conservative about that, less cautious about that next time. And, you know, t- we'll take see. an outlier who... It will do the job instead of looking oh, I want Mike Flynn, <laughs> Mike Flynn for Attorney General. <laughs> That'd be fabulous. Anyway, oh my but, God, yeah. yeah. That's okay. My wish list. Yeah. So, so yeah. anyway, so so the thing uh-huh. is, is that so Bill Barr is, you know, they're all saying Bill Barr is simultaneously saying that um, that uh, isn't it outrageous that Trump told the Department of Justice to look into the validity of the election. We don't do that. That's not what we do. We can't do that. <laughs> well, How outrageous! And they just, oh, oh, but there was no evidence. There, you know, you know it, Trump. Trump was, you know, practically, you know, stomping on the Constitution by asking the DOJ to look. And then Wait Bill Barr, head of the uh, DOJ, didn't, didn't Pelosi say for months we have to investigate to find out if there's anything wrong? I mean, the Democrats did this the minute Trump took office. Every day is we have to investigate. We have to investigate. How do we know if anything's wrong until we investigate? You know, I mean, right. it's, it, it, this, this double standard, the hypocrisy. What do you but mean but you're not going to look into he, it? The he, fact he, they're not looking into he, it here tells we have, me that it, it needs looking into. I mean, that alone is evidence it needs looking into. The fact that Bill Barr doesn't want yeah, to look into the, it. There's a Facebook <laughs> meme showing showing uh, Donald Trump with Mitch McConnell on one side and Paul Ryan on the other and saying, uh-huh. as if Trump didn't have enough trouble, uh, this picture of him with two prostitutes has, been, has emerged. Oh, um, you know, the, Bill Barr is just a complete and total. Uh, I mean, he, he's, no, he's, uh, a deep he's state operative. similar to Mike Pence. He's an operative. He's, he's like, give me my cue card. Right. What? He's an, opera- yeah, somebody, he's an operative. Somebody, he's, he's an apparatchik. You know. Yeah, he's a, right. Exactly. Someone's on the sideline holding up a, a poster board as cue cards, and he'll just he'll read from the cue card. Um, so so he somebody he explicitly says, "How dare you ask us to look?" And by the way, there was no evidence because we didn't look. Well, no, he said, "Has he changed?" Because he said, "There's not enough. There's there's not enough uh, evidence of vote fraud to change the result." And my argument, I, right. I'm going to bring Troy in this in a second. My argument has always been, that's like saying, you know, it's not a, a bank robbery unless you steal enough to put the bank out of business to change, you know, their operation. And that's, that's a ridiculous standard. You take five bucks from a bank and an armed robbery, you still get well, the robbery. The with, uh, you know, it's the same thing. Yeah, but the thing is, it is true that ultimately you have to flip enough votes to make a difference. And in right. an ele- as I said, in, a, in an election, when he, when he told 
uh, Raffensperger in Georgia that is part of a court order, not specifically about the case, but court order right. for all civil lawsuits, that you have to meet and confer over the phone and tell them what you're looking for. And he said, you know, all these categories add up to over 11,000 votes, and that's all I'm looking for, because that's what he's required to do. Right, and everything over contest. that. Everything over that, and he, he gets uh, he gets Georgia. Yeah, so that makes sense. Right, yeah, but, you can, but if you if you if you go into a if like if we we said last week, the courts hate mm-hmm. election contests because partly because the fuse is so short. There's mm-hmm. so little time. So if they if you if you can't show that if we spent all this time on this case, pushing everything else aside, that it would mm-hmm. make any difference, then we're not going to waste our time. So. Um, what he said was required under the court rules, the, the, the federal rules of civil procedure. It was required mm-hmm. under election contest rules, which is to say you have to show that there's at least a plausible possibility that this could actually change the outcome. We're not just all wasting our time as far as that goes. Yes, people should be No, but fraud is still fraud. That's Even true. if it doesn't change the outcome, it's still fraud. Vote fraud is still vote right. fraud, right? No. Well, I mean, and, and of course, again, the, the governing, you know <clears> – <throat> Uh, apparently, rule number one of the federal rules of criminal procedure and federal rules of civil procedure is hypocrisy shall be the order of the day. Um, <laughs> and so, I mean, because in any other thing, they say, well, yes, it's not going to change the outcome, but this particular rule needs to be changed for the future. That is perfectly okay. So, but the thing is, what you're saying is, is that if it's not enough to put the bank out of business, you know, we still you robbery. should look into it. It's still you robbery. Pull, pull on that thread. Yeah. And you, you might find that the, the sweater unravels more than you thought. Hmm. You know, it's a starting point. Like if, if you say, well, look, there's, there's something wrong here. We, we're not sure if it's enough to flip the election, but maybe we should pull the thread on the sweater and see where it leads. Yeah. I want to talk about Mike Pence because he's the person too. But uh, Troy, what do you think of this so far? Is this kind of a, a new chat for you? Because we're sort of exposing new things for you. Um, so, uh, um, sure. And yeah, I mean, it's it's new in terms of uh, I don't I didn't I don't follow all the details of all of this stuff that you're talking about. But I have okay. two quick points that I might be able to contribute. Uh, number one, um, you guys were talking at some point about the intention, the intent, the mind state of Trump, and that is something in many, many laws that's explicitly in the law and sometimes implicitly in there. So intent does matter a lot of times, like if you're talking about fraud or something. If you think you're telling somebody something true, then you're probably not committing fraud if you believe that's true. Um, so second, so they have point, to prove that um, he didn't believe the well, election was stolen. If, if he, if he not, sincerely I, I believes the election stolen, oh, hold on a second. No, this will follow this through. So if Trump sincerely believes the election is stolen, as I sincerely believe it, because I've seen the mountains of evidence all over the place for years, um, then that's not fraud if he says it, right? Well, um, I, I, don't th- I don't think so. And, but I don't know if they're charging him with fraud. I don't know all the details of what he's being charged with. So well, um, we yeah, do. I'm we're, not saying real sure <laughs> we're not real sure what they're charging him with. Okay. All right. It's a, okay, yeah, it's like 40 pages I, was the I was just adding the, the legal point that many times uh-huh. the intent does matter of the actor. So it, just for what it's worth. But my second point I thought was maybe more important, which was that it, it sounds like what you guys are talking about boils down largely to whether the election was stolen or not or t- tampered with or whatever. And just in general, I think that 
we don't have an election system that's verifiable. I, I don't think. I mean, I don't think mm. anybody really knows. And I think we could. It would take a lot of creativity and resources to put into that. And I think only then why hold elections? maybe some billionaires. Why would you hold elections if they're not verifiable? I mean, that just it sort of defeats the purpose of even well, having an well, election. No, he's, no he's, he's absolutely right. But one, I mean, the big glaring hole in our elections is that once you put, you know, once you dump all the all the uh, anonymous uh, votes or ballots into the into the pot, there's no mm-hmm. way to go backwards and, tra- and and trace them, which is but that's by design. That's part of the fraud. Yeah, is to, is to, to mix. Some, the, the suspicious ballots in with the genuine ballots and uh, and count them all because every vote counts, which is not true. Every legal vote counts. Right. So it's not it's not uh, you know it's an unusual situation, but there's of course mountains of other problems too. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. so so what I wanted to uh, you brought something, but <clears throat> my brain you know I, I jumped there. So uh, before we get too off, um, uh-huh. the thing is is that remember that. This whole thing was is that because he didn't believe in the election. Oh, the other part about fraud right. is that suppose, Greg, I want to sell you my, my uh, 2009 junker here now that uh-huh. I finally moved. And, right. and I want to sell it. You, you want to buy it for $5,000. I say, oh, man, it's worth 20000 easy. <laughs> okay, that is not fraud because it's out in the open. You don't oh, agree okay. with me. Right. You know, I, 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 I think, you know, I think 5,000 is too low. You think 20,000 is too high. There's nobody, nobody's hiding anything. Okay. It's like, okay, we don't so agree. So fraud requires we walk away. So fraud requires yes. that you're concealing something. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. It, it requires that, that it's done with the intent that the other person reasonably rely on the misrepresentation and that in fact, the other person did rely on the misrepresentation. You know, so so to, so when you have, you know, um, <clears throat> all the news media saying, you know, Biden won, and then that's somebody a fraud. says, that's a fraud. Then. Well, that is a, okay, but that is a fraud. But the thing is, is that because again, in all of these court cases, you know, mm-hmm. they say that oh, by November seventh, the news media had announced that uh, Trump had lost. The news media doesn't decide. <laughs> election. Yeah. They're not, you know, they're not, I mean, the, the, the DOJ talks about them in the court cases as if the media has some official role uh-huh. in, in deciding, you know, who, who the winner is. But, right. but anyway, so, but, so yeah, but so that, that, that is true. But the thing is, what I'm saying is, is that if somebody says that I believe that, um, that Trump won, everybody in the world knows that there's an alternate point of view. So everybody, nothing's being hidden here except the evidence that they won't look at for, for, for Trump. But, right. but, the, but the thing is, is like to, to get up and say, I think I won. Like, no. okay, you're not, you know, everybody knows that there's a different, difference of opinion about this. Okay. There's no, there, that's why there's no fraud. It's like, okay, you might be wrong. I may think you're crazy, but, mm-hmm. but I, I, I know there's two sides to this story. Okay. There, you know, so, so. That's what that's what it's Let's go to 1876. The History what? Channel has an article, and it's, and it's a summary. It's actually pretty short. I'm actually going to read a fair amount of it. Okay. Eight most contentious U.S. presidential elections. Hmm. It was published on the History Channel website <clears throat> in April 2016. 
it was updated um, a week before the 2020 election. Hmm. So this is not as a result of anything of the 2020 that happened election. since. Okay, gotcha. Um, now remember, I, I can't say, I can't talk about who the 46th president is on this show, I realize, but Donald Trump was the 45th president mm-hmm. out of what, 235, 240 years, whatever it is. Right. Because it's every four years, that's not a lot of elections. Right. You know, 45, 45 presidents is, is not a lot. And out of that, the History Channel has identified eight out of 45 that are really problematic. Mm-hmm. Two are, you know, they're minor. You know, 1876 is gigantic. It's a monster. Um, and everybody says that, that, you know, the vice president didn't have any authority to uh, do anything. All he could do is count and look pretty. Now, you know, Mike, Pitty, Mike Pence can stand there and look pretty. Um, that that's true. So, but eighteen seventy six. Got great hair. <clears throat> I want hair like that when exactly. I was his age. I I, I yeah. would take. I would I would trade my his. What hair that white hair. hair? Yeah, baby, white hair in my seventies or whatever his age is. Yeah. How old is right. he? So anyway, eighteen seventy six, and, and Mark Levin brought this out over the weekend on Fox mm-hmm. News. Probably going to see old man Murdoch um, was in the emergency room after seeing his network. Uh, promoting this stuff with Mark Levin. <laughs> um, that would be Rupert but, Murdoch, the owner of Fox News in Australia, for, for my worldwide and, and, listeners. And, and somehow becoming him and his children suddenly taking a turn for the left extreme intense activism, that kind of an unusual change. But anyway, yeah. so 1876, Democratic Governor Samuel Tilden of New York mm-hmm. won 250,000 more ballots in the popular vote than his Republican opponent. Rutherford huh. B. Hayes. Now, the Republican okay. Party was new um, in 1860 <clears throat> with right. Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> which is actually <clears throat> a pretty uh, – I, I didn't realize how, how – what a gigantic mess that election was, which led to the Civil War. Um, and, um, you know, small thing there. And so he snagged 19 more electoral votes, um, th- even though he – wait a minute. Okay, he also got more electoral votes and $250,000, 250,000 more popular votes. But Tilden was still one electoral vote. Let me, let me, let me do this. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I'm sorry. You'll see. But, but Tilden was still one electoral vote short of the required majority, 185 then, and 20 votes remained uncounted. Huh? <laughs> I thought that we just get up there and the vice oh, president really? stands there. And we count yep. the votes, and, and we take photographs today with the, the family, and everybody goes <laughs> for a liquid lunch. Um, I thought, you know, what, what do you mean they, there were 20 votes uncounted? Florida, Louisiana, and South Carolina remained too close to call. Oh. This is the History Channel written before the 2020 election. Right. So there were 20 electoral votes that were, that were in suspense, even as of what today would have been January 6th, the, uh, every four years. Because you know, remember, our electoral system has changed a good deal. It used to be that the top winner became president, and the second one got, became vice president, and a lot of the details have been tweaked over the years. But <clears throat> So you had 20 electoral votes up for grabs for an extended period of time, which we're told can't happen, never happen, 
what, what Trump, Donald Trump was floating, and you know, he says he, he, he made several pitches to Pence. He said, well, what about this? What about that? You know, and maybe, you know, maybe we could do this. And so he said that his, his proposals evolved over the discussions back and forth. So anyway, okay. as the crisis mounted, threats of another civil war loomed. I don't, I don't know why that would be. But so in an unprecedented move, listen to this. Congress established a 15-member commission. Remember, we're told can't be, can't be sent back to the states. You know, the, pre, the vice president cannot pick the president, which nobody asked him to. They just asked him to get it right. And, um, and it, it has all, the, all that can happen on what is today held on January 6th is just count, sit there and count them. You know, everybody go to sleep. You know, all, all, they just have some clerk with an adding machine and everybody else just, you know, takes a nap. Um, in an unprecedented move, Congress established a 15-member commission of senators, congressmen, and, and Supreme Court justices, including seven Republicans, seven Democrats, and an independent, to decide the election. After the swing vote, now remember, if the, if the Electoral College is not decided, our Constitution says, which Mike Pence doesn't know anything about, Bill Barr doesn't know anything about. Apparently you know, not. Most of it is that it goes to the House. Right. You know, there, there's like three different methods, whatever it is, mm-hmm. whatever the number is. You know, so if, if the Electoral College process breaks down, the Constitution already tells us what to do. Mm-hmm. It's not, and, and over the weekend, um, Mike Pence says that he wanted me not to count votes, which would have sent it to Congress, and that Mike would have Pence been Mike Pence is a liar. Mike Pence is a total liar. I'm going I'm to bring Troy back in a second. I want to hold it just for a second. I want to give everybody a timeline on this. Again, for our international listeners, you know, it, it was really fascinating. Vietnam and Cuba listen to this show. <laughs> so it, I, I really wish those folks would call in on the Skype line or on uh, live chat. But here's the way it works. November 3rd, I believe, was the election in 2020. We knew it was a fraud by the next day because the count was stopped about 10 o'clock. The, the windows blocked. Republicans kicked out, you know, the suitcases under the desk, all the, the, the trucks with the ballots, the whole bit. So we, uh, that's where the fraud took place. So we know that. So it was a good election until 10. There's a fraud election after that. We already knew by the next day that it was total screw up. December 15th is the next. And so November, so December 15th is when the electors are actually counted. Now, this is where it gets interesting because in this election, and this is kind of what Jonathan's alluding to, but not really specifically, there are seven battleground states that put forward two slates of electors. The, uh, in most of those states, the Republican legislature put for, legislatures, which, which has control by the Constitution, put forward Trump electors. The, uh, the Democrat governors and I think secretaries of state put forward Brandon electors. And so now we have two slates of electors. So that's December 14th. So January 6th is when they're supposed to resolve that. So Mike Pence's job, was either at that point, at December 14th or 15th to send the, the six slates back and say, look, folks, yeah, we, we can't do that. We want, we got to, we got to, you know, by January 6th, we've got to have a flight of electors. He didn't do that, but he was constitutionally bound to do that. He says he couldn't do that. So that's his first big lie. Okay. So the next big well, lie is that, mm-hmm. go ahead. I mean, I got, well, have I got it right so far? Of, he, yes. He's kind of wandering into saying, uh, oh, well, it's a question of whether or not you do it in Congress or you do it in the states. Okay. And he's saying, you know, he's saying, well, uh, my problem is, you know, you can't send it back to the states. Well, they sent it yes, to a commission. Can. 
<laughs> they had I mean, to send if, it back if, to the if you can if you can send it to a 15 member com- commission, you can send it back to the states under the Article mm-hmm. Two, Section Two, mm-hmm. um, which or, gives the, the, the states the power. Or, or the other way is that, as you said, uh, January 6th, the procedure is that you have it go, every state gets voted on individually. Right. This is why the the so-called, uh, you know, the, the Trump insurrection was really deep state insurrection began with Arizona. The six battleground states, uh, Arizona, New Mexico, Nevada, Michigan, Minnesota, Georgia and Pennsylvania all put forward two slates of electors. That's what makes them battleground states. And so some of those have Republican legislators and governors. Some have only have Republican legislators uh, and some I don't know. I forgot exactly how it works. But anyway, four of them have Republican uh, state legislatures. And so the, the decision, if, you, if Mike Pence didn't send, which he should have, that was his first thing, first mistake, he should have sent the, the, the dual slates back to the states and said, resolve that before January 6th. The second option is on January 6th, if they have not resolved it, then the Congress resolves it. And all right. it takes is now one, point, one so senator let me, let and one representative. You. Right, go ahead. Let me just interrupt you for just a second because I've forgotten that, is that it wasn't that this just came up on the morning of January 6th. No, Pence had time to yep. Pence had time to do it right from the right. time it was first suggested. Mm-hmm. He could have voted. he could have yeah. sent it back to the states or asked the states, "What do you want to do?" Gotten an answer and showed up on January sixth without interruption. Right. Well, also there are Republicans like in Michigan who are blocked from voting, so they physically blocked electors. They also told electors not to vote for Trump. You know, because of some popular vote, whatever, and a bunch of other nonsense. So there's a lot of shenanigans that went on, illegal activities that went on. So let's, 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 let's stick with the Constitution. So one, state legislatures control the election of electors. Two, Pence had from December 15th when the electors actually voted until January 6th to fix it. Three, when Congress convened January 6th, all it takes is one representative and one senator to send a state into debate. They're about to do that, but that's when, you know, the operatives broke into the Capitol and we know the rest of the story January 6th. But Mike Pence, again, lied <laughs> because, he, they, you know, they could have had the, you know, they should have said, okay, well, January 6th, we got a problem. We're going to back January 7th and do what we're supposed to do January 6th. He could have reconvened Congress and said, we're going to go back and take these challenges like we're supposed to. He didn't do that. In fact, there's a blackout in the congressional record for seven hours during the, the time of the January 6th stuff going on. So Mike Pence had three different opportunities. He had December right, and can 15th. I, if, I can, if I can interrupt again Your real turn. quick, is that um, now Mike Pence has been in Congress long enough that, that there's no way he could be that stupid. But, but people oh, no. know it's quite common in, in D.C. that they have this thing, like, like let's say they have a legislative day. Mm-hmm. Congress will continue it. It's still the same day for two weeks. And, oh, you know, they, so, they could have, so January 6th could have taken place all the way up until January 19th. They sure. Could have, still, no problem. Still, I mean, without batting an eye. Okay. Gotcha. And, 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 and the thing is, is that the, the statute says that Congress shall convene on January 6th. It doesn't say they'll They'll finish. They'll finish on January, January 6th. Good point. I didn't know that. That's good to know. Yeah. Because, because, for example, when they did the impeachment, right. the law says that they have to meet, I think, the next business day or the next Monday at 1 p.m. following mm-hmm. receiving the articles of impeachment from the House. So they, mm-hmm. they, so they met <laughs> at 1 p.m. They immediately adjourned mm-hmm. and came back a week later after they got a chance to work out the details. So they yeah. showed up at one o'clock, but then somebody says, says, you know, I'd like us to let, let's postpone the rest of this for a week. 
<laughs> and everybody said, and everybody was like already primed, like, hell yeah. Um, so they, then they could work out the procedural details of how to do it. Okay. But, but Mike Pence denied the Constitution. He's kind of like Judas. He denied the Constitution three times, December 15th, yeah. January 6th, and January 6th up until January 20th. So he's really got three denials, three, three Judas you know, episodes there. Uh, let's bring Troy back in. Troy, uh, again, is this uh, all this constitutional procedure new to you, or, or where, where, what's, what's your comment? Have we lost Troy? You no, know, oh, he's still here. Actually. He's been very patient, actually. You know, go ahead, Troy. Oh, yeah, you said this wasn't my hour, so I'm just sitting back until you're... No, you're you know, fine. Watching, watching you, you know, I'm interested in what you have to say. Yeah. Okay, cool. Go. Well, no, I mean, I, so you guys are following this much more closely than me. <laughs> to me, though... Can we do that? Like, I, I, yeah. yeah, I just can't stop thinking about how all of this is caused by the fact that we cannot tell who won our elections. There's no way sure we can. And sure I, we and can. My, not at the moment. Okay. Not yet. I don't. Oh, think okay. So. Then I'm wrong. I think, All right. I think, no, I, I think we can. Yeah, I think your guests I mean, I mean, agree on this. I don't think. All right. Let me yeah. put this way. We can resolve. We... we can resolve the election even if we don't have the exact count because of the fraud. Well, that, that that's sense? true. That is both true. But you could say, okay. like, my car doesn't work right now. I could go get it fixed. You know, both are true. Okay. Yeah, I mean. All right. I, I'll I buy mean, that. I think it is. Maybe right. it's possible to decide who won, even if you can't say exactly what the votes were for sure. Maybe that's mm-hmm. possible. Um, but I, it just feels like we should we should get an election system where we can actually track things. And, and, and I think that would require a whole rethink of our election system. And uh, it would probably require a lot of money, too. And, you know, mm, uh, I don't okay. think anybody but Billy – I don't think anybody but billionaires has the money to spend to do that. But I think that's something that we should be, we should be doing. Uh, you know, let's take um, that up another show. I, I redesign I, the election system. But who do you think won the election? Yeah, Biden or Trump? Like I, I don't even I I don't I don't know. I mean, oh come on, I, I, take a, a stand. Who do you think won the election? No. Well, it would be like asking if there's like. Five million hairs on my head, or six million? No, no, no. Like, it's not. I don't it's, know. it's like asking we, if you like chocolate we, or vanilla ice cream. Who won the election, Biden or Trump? Come on, just gut feeling. I, I don't have a gut feeling about things. I, I yes, go you based do. on facts you and evidence. You do have a gut feeling. Well, we don't have not it. Always, me. Go ahead, right, Greg. Uh, you're always complaining that I, we run out of time on my main topic. So I'm sorry. Let's, Back to you. Let me let me go on to um, you know. So after answered, I'll say. So so <laughs> what? <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm just saying asked and answered. Um, yeah, go ahead, so, Jonathan. So, um, so the thing is, let's go back to, again, this is for people who want to look it up. It's a brief summary, but there's more things. The History Channel's Eight Most Contentious U.S. Presidential Elections is the title by Sarah mm-hmm. Pruitt. Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> um, so then they say, okay, so here's what happened. One of the states um, turned you know, as they were counting and trying to trying to uh, dis- discuss this, same as is here. Only there, it was like, you know, so what? You know, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, he was then one of the states went to Hayes, Rutherford B. Hayes, as they were trying to resolve the the disputes in that state. It doesn't say which one. Um, and so the commission decided to go all or nothing. I don't know why. And awarded all 20 electoral votes from the, all the disputed states to, to Rutherford B. Hayes. 
Um, the Why did they do that? State, I, I, that? It doesn't say. That is kind of crazy. But the point is, is that is that's that the whole point had, of the argument. <laughs> that's the whole reason for this. Well, the, the this point, discussion. but the point of the argument is, is that this is you know these things are not new. They, they, they are not simply bound to sit there and, and watch the, uh, the clerk run an adding machine. Um, they, they do have other power and they do have other ways. I'm not saying it's a good idea. I don't think it's a good idea. But that's what they did. <laughs> okay. And so they gave them the necessary 185 votes. Then the Democrats threatened to filibuster and block the official vote counting. Okay. The, and um, thereupon there was a meeting – I don't think they're I, – I, I should check before I say there's no they, – they, they had negotiations at D.C.'s Wormley Hotel. Pretty sure there's no Wormley Hotel today. Um, That's a great remember this, place to hold an election. <laughs> but, but remember this thing about, oh, my God, Trump's legal team was meeting at the Willard Hotel. Oh, that's terrible. They went to a hotel auditorium. To have a meeting. This is just like this all the time. Uh, when I interned in DC, there, I went to like several hotels. <laughs> we had we had right. events there all the time. That's what they, that's what they're for. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why they have meeting rooms. Yes. And yeah. <clears throat> but, but it's centers. a terrible scandal. Oh, so God. this so they went to DC's <laughs> Wormley Hotel and they and they hammered out a deal, and they the dem this was of course extremely consequential and a big mess. The Democrats would accept Republican Rutherford B. Hayes' victory, mm-hmm. provided that Hayes remove all federal troops from the South, among other conditions. Now, that was a catastrophic, corrupt deal. But they had the power to do it. And mm-hmm. the Democrats, who then spent the next um, 80 years, 70 years, um, <clears throat> you, know, you know, sticking their Democrat KKK on on oh, yeah. segregation free slaves a bit. and everything like that, yeah. they thought it was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, because having the federal troops out of the South meant that the KKK and the Democrats could run wild and, and attack the freed slaves. And, well, people forget that the Confederacy the was the Democrat Party. You know, if we ever analyze that, the, the Confederacy was the Democrat Party, the Union was the Republican Party. It really was a war of the parties as much as it was a war you know, between the states and between the Union and the Confederacy. It really was mm-hmm. a war between the Republicans and the Democrats, and, and that, I don't think that's ever been really studied or talked about much. Well, it is, of course, it's causing a, you know which came chicken or egg because anyone okay. who didn't agree with that side of the party would leave. Um, that's true. It's like the idea that like the idea that any <clears throat> any racist would be a Republican after um, Republican Dwight D. Eisenhower called out the National Guard to force. You know, their little Susie to sit next to a, you know, hypothetical black teenager. Like, say, oh yeah, they're going to just turn, you know, forget that, forgive, and become Republican. Sure. <laughs> um, so, so anyway, we also have. Damn it. Oh. Yeah, you're still here. It sounds like you dropped your phone. Earth to Jonathan. I, I can hear you now. Can you hear me? But, yeah, stuff happens. It's live radio. Stuff happens. Don't worry about it. You're good. I, uh, someone is. Um, Someone is calling me, and oh. so, someone is, is calling me, and then I dropped it. Oh, you dropped a call? Uh, so, um, <laughs> so uh, because I was so stuck. Was was anybody from prison? We need more prisoners no. calling in. We did, that was really cool when Stuart uh, Rhodes called in. That was fabulous. <clears throat> well, I'm sure he'll 
Because then we got copied. Arrested. We got copied. Uh, I could maybe so badly, get arrested, yeah. and then I'll call in from. Okay. So okay. so anyway, um, no. So of course, I didn't realize that eighteen hundred mm-hmm. was um, pretty bad. Well, Aaron, how does that apply you know, today? Again, uh, we got like fifty minutes left. How does that apply to today? Some of these controversial elections. Well, again, the, the the issue is is that is that you know Trump is being prosecuted right. for the right. idea that he didn't have. Um, that he didn't have the power to dispute the elections and that it was a threat. It's a threat to democracy and it's undermining confidence in institutions that don't deserve our confidence. Wait a minute. How is it a threat to democracy? Democracy, first of all, we're, we're a republic. So that's, that's the first contradiction. So how can it be a threat to a, a, a form of government that we don't have? <clears throat> Has anybody thought about I, that? Well, I, I don't. All I can, <laughs> all I can say is that it, it's because they want um you know, they want the American people to sit down and shut up and listen to the experts. Right. And, that's, and, that's, if, that's, and if go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I mean, we're, we're witnessing the dying of the experts. The expert class is, yep. you know, it's like um, the vaccine. is you know, safe it's, and like, it's like it's it's like the <laughs> Druids in, in, in the Ang- Anglican, the, Ang- the, the Isles of Anglia and uh-huh. um, Christianity has come and and the Druids are you know, are being, are losing all their influence. Um, so, um, so it's a, it's a, it's a threat to the establishment's corrupt swamp. Hold ah, on democracy. now we're talking because a democracy is where the majority rules. And in fact, uh, they can be bought, they can be corrupted, you know, but as long as a democracy exists, when the majority of people, you know, make the decisions 50 plus one, you know, and how that can be endangered by anything Trump says, or even does for that matter. He's one person. How much can he do? Even as president, can he stop people from voting? No. <laughs> you know, I mean, people well, vote. Again, and, and, and Todd, unless he, unless he sent the on. troops out and, and destroyed polling places or something. Short, but, you know, so this destroying right. democracy is kind of a democracy is a political philosophy. How do you destroy it? Well, kind of because when, when the news media proclaims who won. Right. Um, even though they're a private corporation mm-hmm. and you might not believe them. So that's uh, that's the uh, threat well, to democracy. Well, talk about the free speech angle of this, too, because we hear this a lot that, in fact, uh, this might be some choice, you know, might want to get in on as well. Um, but this this whole idea that, the, the, you know, because on free speech grounds, they're saying that Trump can't say <clears throat> certain things. They're, they're making they're criminalizing what he is saying and that it's fraud to say that the election was stolen. Uh, right. Either unless he doesn't believe, but how can it be fraud? You know, what, what fraud? What exactly is he perpetuating? What fraud are they talking about? Well, I, I they, they haven't. They, the, the indictment makes no sense. And like I say, okay. these are <clears throat> these are themes that we've been hearing in the January sixth prosecutions for two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so, um, <clears throat> you know, it's it's like, and, and the thing is, we have to. I think that your audience and everyone else who's an activist mm-hmm. needs to remember. When they get away with stuff, mm-hmm. they do it again, and they do it even worse. So let, let's not forget that when you when you don't stop them now, yeah, like serial they'll, killers, they'll, yeah. hmm? like serial killers, you don't stop them, they kill again. It's just that's just the pattern. Yeah, yeah. And, and and serial killers often do get more skilled at it um, at getting away with it <clears throat> than the first their first person. So the thing is, is that. You know, you know, people say, oh, it doesn't affect me. 
Well, by the time it affects you, it's going to be too late. Yeah. So you need to do it now, not not when you know they're knocking on your door. Um, so, so go ahead. So well, I was going to so ask the where, the, where is, the party the was. Speech. Go ahead. Hmm? Let's do free speech. Let's do free speech first. Then so, I'll ask where the Republican Party is because <laughs> I'm kind of curious. The the well, I mean, the Republican Party is, you know, is how can we do the least amount of anything and still mm-hmm. fool the voters? Okay. I mean, because you know, Mitch Mitch McConnell was heckled mercilessly over the weekend. Yeah, I haven't seen um, the South Carolina one. I saw the the uh, the first one he did, uh, but I, I haven't seen I haven't seen South Carolina yet. So I'll tell you, was he there at that, or, or is this a different different? Thing? I don't know. But in Kentucky, Kentucky, they were, they spent five. He had a five minute speech at this oh. annual political picnic, right? Um, called you know called uh, what is it? Fancy Farm. Uh, is the name of it for like a hundred years. It's been called it. Right. And <clears throat> now the thing is, is they weren't just Republican, but a lot of what they were yelling was clearly, you know, Republicans. They were yelling to him to retire. They were saying shame, um, you know, uh, on and on and on. And um, like I say, some of that was with Democrats who were there, but some of the messages were clearly Republicans are, are, are fed up with it. So where the Republican Party is 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 how much can we get away with? Uh, basically, what I was going to say on that, uh, I'll take a, you know, a moment and get back to free speeches. <clears throat> Hunter Biden uh, and really Joe Biden should have uh, registered as a foreign agent, right, under the Foreign right. Agent Registration Act. Um, Mitch McConnell should register as an agent of rich donors. You know, we should, <laughs> he, he should have to register that he is, you know, he is completely bought and paid for by by the rich donors. So the, so the balancing act is, is how much can I fool the voters into thinking I'm on their side when I'm really pushing whatever the donors want. Right. And, uh, and uh, somehow there's just never time like, Oh, I was going to do that for you guys, you voters, but just ran out of time. Um, so, I mean, well, that's the that, Republican uh, party. Isn't that fraud? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I couldn't read it's li- that. And it's lying. Um, yeah. So, um, uh, so all yeah. So, basically I mean, the, fraud the is, then, because they promise things they know they can't deliver or won't deliver. Oh, well, they, they can't deliver. They don't want to. Well, okay. Um, nice. they, uh, I mean, because they want the checks to keep rolling in from the – from the lobbyists well, and the donors. But. Well, donors are fascinating. Uh, just to ask, but the two non-donor candidates, Robert Francis Kennedy uh, and Donald Trump, both of whom I hope will, will sponsor our legislation, the same legislation, which could get really interesting uh, if either one, of us, uh, either one of them start catching it on. But the only decent politicians are the ones that don't have donors. They're, they're, they're rich enough they don't yeah. need donors. And they can at least, yeah. you know. So is, is donors, is that an election fraud in and of itself? Because they're not representative, they're running to represent the nation, the state, congressional district, whatever it is they're running, these people are running to represent. But if they're really being bought and paid for by the donors, uh, and, and DeSantis's donors are just about to dump him in favor of Obama Swami, um, you know, the, the donors, that's actually a fraud in itself, too, because they're not representing the people. They're representing the donors. Right. 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 Can I say something about that? Oh, please. Um, so. I think that point is like really important. Um, okay. I think that we could have a election system and we could even into, uh, implement this on an individual level. You could just 
for example, you could just say, listen, my vote's going to somebody who's not taking any money. But it doesn't cost money to put up, and it doesn't really cost any money to put up a website and videos about what, where you stand and what you've done and who you are. Mm-hmm. Just, just don't vote for any candidates who do more than that, uh, you know, yeah, that, but, that, that, like, or, uh, that take money from people. But and, they, they and take money from their party, that. too. So, I mean, the money comes in from a lot right. of different yeah, places. Yeah, elections should be free at this point. There should be no cost to participate in an election. The election should be both people okay. make a website, put your videos <laughs> on the website, and no, no money. Don't take any money. If you want to take money, you can take money, but I'm not voting for you, right? And 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 we need to okay. get the money out of it because it's just it's always corrupt. Case. I tend to agree. In fact, yeah. I, I don't even want party membership for people that are running for office or in office. But we'll talk about that another time. Jonathan, what do you think? Can we can with the technology we have today, can we take the money, the the donor aspect out of it? Well, there's many aspects to an election. I'd have to study it, but 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 I. But the people who I who I trust, mm-hmm. um, you know, they 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 say that the donors and uh, and the, the Republicans who are open to this pitch are sold on the idea that money wins elections, and the people who actually win elections saying no, it doesn't. Hmm. You know, they they will tell you they will tell you that you know all the money that these people are blowing, it really doesn't move the needle. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And um, so, um, you know, so there's a lot, I think there's a lot to that. And <clears throat> so, and, and but anyway, so we'll probably, maybe it's another topic for another day, but there was, you know, they have tried to, to, to put limits, federal limits on how much people can donate and then people make up ways to get around it. And of course the legislatures don't care because they want the money. Um, and, no, but Trish uh, got, a, blah, blah, Trish blah. got a really good point, though, with, and I didn't think of this, but I was thinking of, of taking the money out. In other words, nobody runs, nobody belongs to a party because once you belong to a party, uh, then you represent the party. Uh, the majority party holds all the committee chairs. That's wrong, too. It should be individual secret ballot. But if we could take, given the technology we have with the websites, uh, you have the FCC still has broadcast licenses, and you know they have to give a certain amount of time or they have to give the lowest rate. Um, to politicians running for office, what they could do is say, make it a no. Say, okay, we're going to give so much time to people running for office. Then, and I'll say, well, well try something else. We have to do is make it more accessible to Green Party, to Libertarians, uh, Christian, you know, Constitutional Christian Party, things like that. The Peace and Freedom Party, Labor Party, Communist Party, all these folks. How do you? Right. The, one of our biggest problems is we, we it, the money only goes to two parties, and they exclude anybody outside that very narrow political well, range of, of the, socialism and socialism light. Yeah, go ahead, Troy. The two big parties have rigged the ballot oh. rules. Oh, okay. Who's right, Jonathan? Right. You want to go first? Jonathan. Well, I did. Go ahead. You, okay. you can answer that, Troy. Troy, what do you think? Oh, I was just going to ask Greg, Greg, do you know what Reddit is? I've heard of it. Uh, it. It's just a website where people have discussions about topics, like, like a Facebook comment thread or something like that. But Lightly anyway, the, the things that the thing, the comments that get upvoted are shown at the top. So if, if people are saying, oh, yeah, this is an important comment, it gets moved to the top. Okay. I think every election, I haven't thought too much about it, but I think this could work. Every election has a web page. On that web page, there's whoever wants to run. And you can upvote things. And so whoever is more popular with the users of the website, and maybe you'd have to have registered accounts and stuff like that, gets upvoted. Everybody's still on the website, and you can check out anybody. But you know, obviously, we don't want to litter the field with random 
nobody candidates that nobody's mm-hmm. going to vote for. But they should still have their place on the website at the bottom where nobody's voting them up, and so they don't really get seen too much. But no, no worries because nobody's going to vote for them anyway. That's why they're bottom. And um, and that would be it. There, there would be, and 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 we could actually do that as citizens. We don't even need politicians to change the laws. We could just say, look it. I'm not voting for anybody who doesn't use this kind of election system. I don't care what your positions are on things because you're not going to follow them anyway because you're taking money from people that you owe favors to and whatever. I'm not voting for anybody who's not on the website, okay? So if you want to get my vote, get on the website. Just make a website. It's real simple. Collaborate with your competitors in the election to put this website together in a neutral way that showcases people, put the the most popular people at the top as as decided by, you know, the upvotes or whatever, and um, and that's it. And people can look at the website, get the information, make make the decision, go vote. We don't need decades of, uh, you know, we don't need like years of political analysis and you know, ten thousand yeah. debates and whatever. Uh, just put the information uh, on the website. Yeah, let me hold you up just in the interest of time because I agree with you. Um, I was I was thinking of polls and things and ways to get out of it because the the problem with our elections and Jonathan, you probably think of this too. It's not the the biggest problem we have is is not the choices we have. It's the choices that are made for us. The Republicans and the Democrats put forward most of the candidates we get to choose from. Well, there's a lot of people I'd love to choose from that aren't Republicans or Democrats. You know, in fact, they might not even be in a party at all. You know, and I'd like that freedom to, to be able to have those people open up to the process. That's another discussion for another day. Let's well, uh, Jonathan, yeah, a lot of this is a, yeah, a lot ahead. of this is a whole show in itself for another day. But yep. the, the the swamp mm-hmm. it, it keeps pushing the idea that they have to pick the candidates. It's like, see this. Uh, you know, yeah. no matter what happens, it's always like, see, we, you, you need us, the establishment experts, to pick the candidates for you because you'll pick the wrong candidates. Mm-hmm. And, well, you know, let's talk about the gelding candidates because we know who the, the deep state wants, Brandon, uh, for the Democrats. Uh, I don't see anybody else in there. But you look, you know, in, in terms of the first debate that's coming up, I don't think Trump should necessarily do that because it's going to be the deep state donor class versus Trump. So what's the point? So is there anybody else that's a non-deep state donor candidate uh, on the GOP ballot? But, 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 but see that, okay, but you have to think about that in the context that their every waking moment is geared right. towards fooling us. Okay, and, and fair it, enough. And the issue of going back to, you know, to Gerald Ford mm-hmm. is that conservative Republicans, patriotic Republicans, they know we're being lied to. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the establishment you know, consultant class and realize like, like, what can we say to win you back from Trump? And the answer is nothing because we I, know you're liars. Yeah, exactly. We, yeah, we've I been, agree. I mean, yeah. how many times it's like, it's like Lucy and the football. They don't get it. They don't get it. They, they think no, we're going to suddenly it, change. <clears throat> this is weird. It, They're it, delusional. It's like this time I won't pull the, the football out from under uh, Charlie Brown. <laughs> no, trust yeah. me, this time, this time, this is the guy. Mm-hmm. And like, are you kidding us? <laughs> you know, like, you, you know. Well, what's going on with DeSantis I mean, and, and uh, Ramaswamy? I mean, uh, I mean, the, 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 I don't trust Ramaswamy at all. I call him Obaswamy. Uh I think uh, I, I, don't, I don't see how anybody could earn six hundred million dollars with no no apparent patents or, or inventions or products to their name. Something's very wrong with that I man. I don't trust him. But, well, uh, but, but again, DeSantis, he says great ahead. things. I love what he, I love what he says. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because, you know, the disconnect between what they say and what they do is what uh-huh. it's all about. 
Yeah. He's never done anything. It's like, well, he's created companies, maybe, but I mean, how do you make six? Well, let me ask you, uh, I'll try the same thing. How, how can a guy make $600 million? You know, he's got a law degree that he's never <laughs> used. He's, he's gone to Yale. Uh, he, he was running businesses in college. I don't know how one person does all this. And then the World Economic Forum put on their, their, you know, their young leadership program, which I call Communist Boot Camp. And, and, and they said, well, I didn't want to be on that list. Well, I'm like, well, how did they find you in the first place, dude? You must have attracted their attention somehow. You know? And so there's so many things about him that are just wrong. And so I don't trust him. Well, I, not I not one know. bit. Yeah. But like, like I say, because everybody will, will then they, especially during the Tea Party thing, 10, right. 12, 15 years ago, it was all about, you know, somebody who's 80% my friend is not my enemy. Okay, but if you lie to my face, you're <laughs> 0% my, my friend. Yeah. You know, if you tell me 80% of the things that I like, and I uh-huh. know you're just lying in my face, mm-hmm. you're not my friend. Yeah. You're a liar. And, and, and so, I mean, for example, there's one, one, uh, very, um, one candidate who was very popular at the time, Christine mm-hmm. O'Donnell, mm-hmm. and I was uh, her temporarily her campaign manager against Biden in 2008, and then mm-hmm. the big race was in 2010. And there were things, there were policy issues I didn't agree with her on, yeah. but I knew that when she said she was going to do X, she was going to do X. You know, that, that, that's the thing. Here you've got consultants writing policy positions and putting it up on their website that the candidate probably never even read. You know, and so just because you hire some slick consultants to write policy positions for you and write speeches for you doesn't mean that you mean it. Yeah. So the whole ball of wax in terms of the, the, the civil war in the Republican Party since at least 1964 is the difference between you know, are you just fooling us? Are you, you know, if you, if, if you, if you agreed with me half of the time and you're actually going to go out, it's like, it's like uh, Jerry Maguire at the end where the guy stops being safe and he puts it all in the field and he flips over and, 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 and he's, he's unconscious and people hmm. start yelling, we love you, you know, cause he, he left it all on the field. If you're going to fight for what, you believe in and we only agree 50 percent fine we'll you know we'll, we'll get at least 50 percent it's the fact that the that the republican establishment is just they're just phony it's like you know the thing that for to be a successful republican mm-hmm. um <clears throat> sincerity is very important when you learn how to fake sincerity that now now that <laughs> it can be a successful republican i i've I'm sorry, I don't know if you're a Republican or not. I'm, I'm guessing not. Um, but are you surprised at all at the the amount of dissension uh, that I think uh, Democrats or even independents think that Republicans kind of march in lockstep, you know? And it's just it's just not true. Not even close to true. That there is definitely a, a an elite donor class of of we call them the the gelding old party, the GP, uh, and those of us that are Trump supporters that are MAGA, you know, make America great again, America first, and the the Republican base is as different from the Republican, you know, so-called leadership as I guess uh, you know, democracy is different from communism. <laughs> it's just that that big a difference. Does, are you surprised at all by our conversations today, Troy? Well, yes and no. I mean, you made the point earlier that we're not a democracy. This is how the country was specifically set up, so that when the base gets ideas that the donor class don't like or the politicians mm-hmm. don't like 
they mm-hmm. the, the the majority can't or the 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 base can't actually implement those ideas and they 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 take some time to cool down or whatever and they get frustrated and they run into the wall of procedure and this is what this is why we have a representative democracy instead of a direct democracy and so wait, I'm wait, not wait, surprised wait, wait, that wait, wait, wait. I got to hold you up there I yeah. got to hold you up there because we're a republic I mean it's Article Four Section Four it couldn't be clear we are guaranteed a republican form of government so why even Distinguished between a, a represent what did you say representative democracy and what was it and direct democracy? Well, neither of those you, when, apply to this when country. You say that we're, when you say that we're not a democracy and we're a republic, right. what are you trying to say? I'm saying that this country was set up as a republic. It's in the Constitution, Article Four, Section Four. We are guaranteed a republican form of government. It's right there. So right. talking about democracy is, is kind of moot, of isn't to, it? To you, what, Okay, yeah. Well, what is a Republican form of government to you? What is that? Oh, very simply, Constitution, limited government, defined rights, a bill of rights. You know, it's uh, where where a minority has has rights that are clearly defined and the majority can't overrule them. A democracy is anything goes. A lynch mob is a democracy. A trial with evidence and procedure is a republic. That's the difference. Okay. I thought that one of the differences – I thought one of the things you were saying is that we're a republic. I thought by that you might have meant also that we have representatives. We don't have direct democracy. But if you didn't mean that, that's fine. The point is well, – Well, well the, only democ- the only direct democracy I know is a, republic, is a New England town meeting. That's a direct democracy. Everybody gets a vote. Okay? So there are limited, small, direct democracies within our republic. But we are a republic. We are guaranteed a republic. Sure. Okay. So uh, the states, the states confirm yeah. that. But 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 a lot of people think differently. They think they keep saying democracy. We're not a democracy. So every time we talk about it, you know, it's like you know, talking about us as, uh, as some kind of other form of government. We're not. So so why would you yeah, distinguish so, between so, two forms of government that we're not? We're not either one. So I just find that interesting. So for for. for yeah, yeah, um, it's not really related to the point I was making. I was trying to use your language, but I no, but it is interesting. Your meaning. Yeah. So I'm just saying I'm just saying that I'm not surprised that there's dissension from the base uh, and there's a break oh, okay. between the base and the representatives because mm-hmm. that was the whole point of having representatives in our government so that the base couldn't rule things. That's why we have representatives. And because rich people basically said, uh, yeah, we're not going to let the base decide directly what to do because we could be a democracy, direct democracy, but we're not. And they established us as not a direct democracy so that when the base goes astray in their view, they don't have to listen and they can just tell the base, oh yeah, well, we'll do what you want sometime, whatever. Just keep voting for us and putting us in power. And we're the ones really in charge, the politicians and the base doesn't really have a voice and maybe we should be more of a direct democracy. You know, but anyway, that's that's one that's one reason I'm not that surprised that there's okay. a split between the base and the representatives because that was the whole point of having representatives because there will be splits and and the and the people who established the system didn't want the base to be always in charge. That makes sense, Jonathan. We yeah. stumped Jonathan. <laughs> but but I, I, the key thing I would say. Is, Yep, where'd you go? I know you're there somewhere. We've we've lost Jonathan. Yeah, but uh, this is this is a, a, a real big bone of contention with me because I hear this all the time. Everybody says we have to, you know, this is a threat to our democracy, or we have to keep our democracy. And all. we're not a democracy. It, it, it's it's uh, it's irrational to keep 
proclaiming something that we're not, that we're trying to protect something that we aren't. It just to me is ludicrous. Jonathan. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can now. I'm right. surprised Dorothy hasn't so, called um, in. I'm, I'm trying to reach Dorothy for the next segment, but okay. we'll see what's going on. Yeah. Okay. So, uh-huh. um, so, um, the, the, no, but the, the thing is, yeah, but, but, but I, I think our founders were cynical enough mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, from from what had happened in the in the past. But they, um, um, you know, I, I think the concept is that they they, they wouldn't expect their our representatives to lie to us. Now, I think that they would, I mean, they, let me say, they wouldn't accept, they would probably expect uh, from the history of the world, but they, they wouldn't accept the idea that representatives get up there and lie to us about what they're going to do. Um, so that, I mean, because when, when politicians lie to us, mm-hmm. they, um, about what they're going to do and whether they support what we're saying or not, um, it, it, it undermines our ability to cast a meaningful vote. Um, in my, in my view. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's going on with Dorothy. She's supposed to be here already. So I haven't got anything on my calendar right. that says she's not here. So Jonathan, if you have to go, I understand. Troy, if you have to go, I understand. Um, we can take a break. Well, I, have we go, I have to go, I have to go shortly, but, but you, okay, uh, once you, you were asking up then. about yeah. the first amendment, the first amendment stuff. Uh-huh. Go for and, it. And, um, so the, I mean, it, it, it's very, the, the, in every one of these cases, the the, uh, the court, the, the government has tried to say that um, they're not attacking the First Amendment because because it's true that if I stab, I think I said this on Thursday, if I stab someone while quoting, you know, some political tone, mm-hmm. the fact that I stab them is different from my speech. You know, if I, it, it's the the issue is that I stab them, not that I was making a speech while I stabbed them. Yeah, or if you and, say I could kill you, so, <laughs> that's not a crime. What? If you actually do kill, if you say I could just kill you, that's not a crime, uh, unless they. Oh unless yeah, they, well yeah. I've I've tried to make this argument to these dishonest, uh, um, you know, horrible prosecutors and everything like that. If you hear, if you were, if you if you heard screaming through the neighborhood, I'm mm-hmm. going to kill that boy. You know that the mother is not going to kill that boy. That's yeah. not what it means. Yeah. Um, He's in a lot of trouble. So, um, <laughs> Get home now. It, yeah. He is in a lot of trouble. He, he might wish that she had killed him, but she, <laughs> you know, he is, she is not going to kill the boy. The boy. She's going right. to give him a tongue lashing. Um, so, um, you know, th- th- that that I mean, they they pretend that that words mean, you know, they 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 ignore the way people talk. Okay. And which is which is dishonest. But th- but then they'll say that <clears throat> well we that we're not we're not attacking the First Amendment expressions we're using that as evidence of the um of the crime and that you know there's just there's some plausibility to that but that's not in fact what they're doing they're just saying that you know they're just parading before a dc jury that uh you know they said trump won the election like isn't that terrible i mean like burn him he's a witch you know um they uh i mean they they are in fact just just waving the bloody shirt, whatever that right. actually means, I, but, um, to say that, you know, this guy, he said this and he said that. And you, then we object and, and they say, like, oh, we're not we're not attacking political views. It's just it's just evidence of, you know, but but it's but it's it's very bad evidence. And there's this concept that 
if something is more prejudicial than probative, you know, the balance, it's like out of, out of all proportion between uh, whether it's legitimate evidence or if it's just, um, you know, just, just inflaming the jury. So they inflame the jury and then claim, oh, we're not doing that. Like, yeah, you are. Hmm. Um, so, but, but with Trump, of course, they're doing the same thing. It's like that he said that he, that, I mean, they, they don't have a good, they have less of an excuse in the Trump indictment for why they are, you know, uh, attacking his views. I mean, the thing is, if they so, weren't, is there I mean, more to this? If he did some crime, let me finish. If he did some okay. crime right. and they weren't attacking his political views, mm-hmm. they should be able to delete all of his statements and simply cite to what he did. You okay. Could, you know, if they if they were legit, you could read the indictment and not know what his political views were from the from the indictment, but you just know what he's alleged to have done. Mm-hmm. And but the fact that they do the exact opposite, it's all about like he said things that we don't like. We don't like that, do we? You know, we don't we don't you know we don't accept that around here, do we? Um, <clears throat> that um, is. Uh, you know, it, it shows that they really are just trying to inflame um, people with his unapproved political views. Is there any Greg, precedent? That goes to the point that we were talking. Go ahead, Troy. That goes to the point that we were talking about a little bit when I was I was saying repeatedly that you know people can be misled by language and you know arguments that are not good and people can misunderstand things. Oh, great. And that's the only reason yeah. it would do. That's the only reason they would do that, because they're counting on the jury to be swayed by stuff that's not relevant. If that's what's happening, if they're bringing up political views that are not relevant to the legal matters in a disingenuous way to get the jury to convict somebody of a crime just because they don't like their politics, you know, that, you know, that would be evidence that if that happens, that would be evidence that people can't distinguish between separate things that are closely related, you know. And uh, so that's why it's really important and to be really precise with our words. And that's part of the reason I do the LSAT tutoring I do so I can teach people how to get precise and understand things in ways that don't conflate things that aren't related. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should talk about that for a minute. That might yep. be interesting. Jonathan, do you have any questions on, on current LSAT uh, stuff? Because you took it years ago. State of law schools? Oh, I keep saying that so so long ago. It's um... – <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm looking. I, I'm looking more into uh, being a beach bum at this point. But but the thing is, it's like um, I don't know. I think people who might want to go to law school should know what they're getting into because you'll get about halfway through and you wonder why am I doing this. So okay. people should really know why they're doing it so that they can push all the way through. And um, we do need more conservatives. I spent. Uh, Actually, well, I was in evening school, so it was about four years, just in a, you know, burning, you know, like, you know, burning mad the whole time reading all this nonsense. So, you know, if someone, if someone goes in there to bring common sense and truth and, and logic to the law instead of just being sucked into it, sucked into the nonsense, um, we need a lot more people to do that. We really need it because you think about everything that happened. They start out uh-huh. with K through 12. They get indoctrinated left. They, they right. go to college. They get indoctrinated left. They go to law school. They get indoctrinated left at most law schools. Then they go into law practice, and they, and, which is dominated by the left. And then, and then they get 
chosen to be a judge. So what do you think is going to happen? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the conditioning is there. That's fascinating. So we need Uh, a lot more conservatives. Okay. Troy, what do you think? Do you recruit conservatives or or look for conservatives to balance law schools out? So I I think – no, I don't look for conservatives or liberals or anything like that. I just hold people to a high standard of logic and rationality and argument and honesty and self-honesty. And I think if you learn how to make arguments that are coherent and how to tell the difference between things that are coherent and incoherent, relevant and irrelevant, then you'd actually be in a position where you could resist the programming, whatever it is, because then you could actually distinguish between, okay, wait, this argument doesn't make any sense. I see the flaws here and here. I did hear the argument properly. I do see its flaws and I'm not going to believe it. But if you don't have the intellectual capacity to analyze all of that, then you can Uh easily go along with something. Even if you're not corrupt or meaning to do anything bad, you could easily go along with something just because you don't really see the problem. Yeah, Yeah, I think the media counts on people not having a lot of intellectual capacity, which is too bad because we treat everybody on this show like we're all geniuses. Um, Let me ask, uh, like I said, I think Dorothy is pretty much canceled. I'll I'll find out after the show what's going on. One more question. Uh, I have a new theory that I've been sort of working on. Uh, Originally, it was for January 6th people, but I want to include Trump in this as well, um, that uh, because we have what I consider an illegal government, that they are operating as a a third world dictatorship, that they are suppressing their opposition, that they have political prisoners, that not only can the J6 people in the D.C. Gulag apply for political asylum in this country from the current occupation government, but Donald Trump can as well. So I'm curious, both of your opinions. I won't start with Jonathan because I know he has to go soon. But uh, and I'll be asking. We got uh, Christina Bob coming on the show Thursday, so that's Trump's attorney, one of them. Uh, I'm going to ask her the same thing. Would it be a possible strategy, given that we've never had a situation because asylum usually applies to people coming from a foreign country with a corrupt government politically oppressing them? But now we have a situation in this, in this country for the first time where the occupation government is oppressing people politically and putting them in D.C. gulags and things like that. Could the, the asylum laws be used by people who apply for asylum in the United States, asylum from our own government? Jonathan. Well, I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't see how that works. Um, unless, I don't either. I mean, yeah. Put, I mean, especially like Trump, <laughs> I'm just Trump, would, Trump doesn't yeah. run from a fight for one thing, but, but I mean, unless, unless you're trying to say that they sh- they shouldn't be tried in D.C., but you know, I, I don't know where. I mean, the only way, the only way uh, asylum works that I can see is if someone wants to be. Um, in a country different than the country that they're they're being persecuted by. So I don't see well, how they new can law. be in this country. Uh, okay. Now I'm creating new law here. That in other words, that in the United States, yeah. because we have a unique situation where we have a government that is creating political prisoners, I mean, that's pretty obvious, that, uh, that American citizens can apply for asylum from their own government. I mean, this has never happened. Obviously, this is what we do here on the show. We do new stuff all the time. Um, why not? Troy? From a legal perspective, normally it would work where, like, if you want asylum from a government, you flee that government. So if Trump wanted asylum from the United States, he would go to another country and say to them, please give me asylum. But what you're saying is exists. That's what the First Amendment is. It's saying asylum from government. Like, no, don't mess with me. I have the right to say what I want to say. You can't politically persecute me for the things that I say, and I'm going to stay in this country and get asylum from this government. And so that's what 
many of our laws are that protect individual okay. rights from the government. They, they're giving us asylum from political persecution. Okay, so that's a good point. I didn't think of it that way. So, so that you're saying the Bill of Rights is his asylum. Hmm, that makes yeah, sense. Basically. Jonathan, what do you think? Well, I mean, I, I mean, what one of the projects that we've been putting off for six to eight months that just you know one fire after another is the venue, is change of venue. Um, even though they've been filed in a lot of cases, you know, maybe <clears throat> maybe there's something there in terms of hmm. being in the, I mean, because the District of Columbia is a a poisonous um, uh, enemy of the Bill of Rights. If if the if the D.C. courts and the D.C. Court of Appeals and the judges and the juries are all, you know, dependent financially on the deep state and the government and uh, and hostile, you, you've got this intolerable um, situation. I mean, frankly, conservatives should, you know, you get a, you get a hundred thousand conservatives to move into the District of Columbia, you'd you'd fix it, um, at least in terms of juries, and uh, and probably uh, make the place run better too. Um, but um, so I you know, I don't know, maybe maybe in terms of why he shouldn't be tried in D.C. Um, <clears throat> But I, I don't well, know. That's, that raises another good point. I got Pianchi back in line. I'm just going to open this up to anything you, you want to talk about, anybody who's here, because this is interesting. But could he get asylum from D.C.? Because D.C. is not part of a state. He's actually a, a citizen uh, for the 14th Amendment of the state of Florida. As we are citizens right. of the United States, we're also citizens of the state in which we reside. Well, there is no state. D.C. is never a state. It can't be because of the Constitution. It's a district. So does he not deserve a, a trial in a state, part of the United States? And D.C. is actually a separate place that, that probably couldn't try him. So he could get asylum I, from D.C. in that respect. I, I think there's some argument there because the District of Columbia was set up specifically and diversity jurisdiction was set up specifically to avoid favoritism. Right. So, um, you know, it's not just it's not just based upon the current circumstances. The whole concept of having a District of Columbia mm-hmm. is that it's it's a it's a. Uh, and it was only supposed to be like this, what we call the federal city, you know, right. uh, maybe 10, 20 percent of, of the District of Columbia is what was originally supposed to be there. The rest is, is not the rest they should give to Maryland. But the, there's a lot of talk about trying to get the Jim Jordans and everybody else to take jurisdiction because Congress basically has jurisdiction over the District of Columbia. And now they've passed a whole bunch of laws giving home rule, but they can undo that. Um, and there's a lot of talk about them doing that. There's a lot of talk about them changing the jurisdiction. You know, they, they can, the Congress can regulate the, um, the jurisdiction of the inferior courts. They cannot affect the Supreme Court, but they can, they do establish and regulate the lower courts. And they could do that, except that that would require the Republicans to actually do something. <laughs> and that's never going to happen. That, yeah, exactly. Pianchi, welcome back to the conversation. You want to jump in here? Well, they, they, the, the, the lower federal courts, but not the state courts. And no, uh, if Donald Trump or any other is supposed to be judged by the peers, D.C. is not the peers of Donald Trump or any other U.S. citizen because, as you say, it's not a state. Yeah, I, it works for me. But, you know, again, you'd have to, again, people should watch the 
the BBC series from the 80s, Yes, Prime Minister. And whenever the, whenever the bureaucrats wanted to stop an idea, uh, the prime minister would say, I, I, I want to do it, that, this. And the bureaucrat would say, oh, that's very brave. You know, well, what, what, what is brave? What, why is it brave? And then they'd scare them out of doing it. <clears throat> I actually uh, had that series on so, Roku now. I've started it. It's, it's hysterical. It's, about, it's like Kafka's The Trial. Um, yeah, this is great. Anyway, I want to hang back here and listen to you guys. I, this, I've, I've said enough, I think. Well, I, <laughs> okay, but yeah, I, I do kind of need to. Okay, that's so fine. To, yeah, I've got people calling me in. Oh, yeah. Well, we're, um, we, we've got irons in the fire that aren't, aren't public yet that we're trying to work on. Oh, well, I do that all the time, too, at Action Radio. Uh, any, any announcements, any plugs, anything you can uh, talk about? Or we'll just, uh, just get you next week. Well, we successfully served through the general counsel, Kevin McCarthy, as a witness Ooh. for one J6 defendant. Um, Yay. And with instructions that he bring all the videos with him. And um, <clears throat> Jim Jordan, same thing. Okay. And Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates, you know, with the encouragement that if they really want to help, they'd be eager to come testify. Mm-hmm. And we'll find out if, um, you know, I-, I think magically they'll decide that, uh, you know, some reason why they can't do it. They'll try to fight it, and then we'll all know that they're phony. <laughs> So, I can't know um, that anyway. I've been trying to get a hold of Matt Gates' office for. Uh, uh, I'm calling him every day now, trying to get an appointment for this uh, this recess because now's a good t- now's the best time to reach him. You know, they're they're off for a month. Yes, absolutely. You know, grab now once uh, once Labor Day hits. Uh, we're into the campaign. All right, sir. Right. Thank you very much. Right. Good luck with uh, well, all I that. Go. We'll talk next week. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Okay. Take care. You know Actually, another thing. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. You made mention about democracy. When people use the term democracy the way we hear it a lot of times, that means people people are looking at their rights and privileges of being a United States citizen as being trampled upon. Their rights to participate, their rights to their liberty. They have coined the word democracy to explain all that. They're not talking about the state of the state of the state of the country, each state is a country, but that's what they're referring to. Okay. Troy, I can let you two talk if you want. Oh, uh, sure. Any, anything that you guys want to talk about in uh, particular? Well, or any uh, let's, uh, the whole idea of democracy, why, why, you know, why is that important when we're not a democracy? Why does that keep coming up? Why is it even an issue? Uh, so democracy is, uh, I don't know the entire history of it, but I know, you know, it comes from, you know, rule of the people. Um, and uh, the people could presumably rule in many different ways. Like, for example, maybe a bunch of people get together and say, you know what, I think we should have a kingdom. And we're going to cede all our power to the king, and the king kind of does, does whatever he wants. Or, you know, we could say, okay, the king can do kind of whatever he wants, but here's this list of Bill of Rights or something like that. So, I mean, that could theoretically be the rule of the people, but it's kind of hard when you cede your power to the king. So, anyway, um, our system of government does, uh, uh, to some extent, say that the people should be in charge, like uh, that the consent comes from the governed and, like, the people are kind of the ultimate authority, and that's why we have elections. So, uh, I think it's not incorrect to call us the democracy. I think there are definitions of democracy where our country would fit as a democracy because 
in general, we are ruled by the people, or that's the idea anyway. Well, that's a republic. You know, I mean, there's different ways of doing it. Democracy is, like you say, direct. In other words, everybody votes. <clears throat> no one's higher, no one's lower. Well, uh, and if, no. uh, if the majority yeah. wants to get rid of, uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, um, rights, you know, they can do that. So a democracy is a wide open system. Again, I explain it very simply. Uh, a lynch mob is a democracy. You know, they vote you're guilty, you're guilty. Rules of evidence, you know, procedure, due process, none of that applies. But it does apply in a republic. So that's the difference. So in a republic, you have got... baby showers, democracy, too. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Bianchi. See, here's the thing. So that's, that's not, the Constitution that's not exactly does correct. not guarantee. Okay, one at a time. Bianchi first. The Constitution does not protect individuals. The Constitution protects individuals, not groups of individuals. Now, if individuals try to come together as a on a group issue, I mean, sorry, a group, individuals form a group to come together on an idea of individuals, then that's that's a democracy. That's a democratic way of doing things. It's not per se the formation of the country and it's republicanism, but they're, they're basically saying what individuals, the Constitution protects you from the federal government, the state, the Bill of Rights protects you from the lesser, uh, they really not let me protect your states and local laws, because there's laws that can be created within states and local that the con- that the federal government can't do anything about. Federal government can't control local police departments; they don't have the authority to. They can't control your educational system. Only thing they can control is the money that they're giving for any particular program, and they can say that well, if you don't do this, you don't get it. If that entity had common sense, I think, and used it better, they would say, well, keep your money. We don't need it. <laughs> so part of a republic is uh, is a separation of powers, of defined powers of government through a constitution, whereas a democracy, there are no defined powers because there there is no defined anything. It's whatever the people want for each individual uh, vote. So people talk about a democracy, but they really want the protections of a republic, in other words, a bill of rights and a constitution, but they want the freedom to vote anything they want. Uh, and abolish it without, uh, you know, if, like people voting for, uh, you know, gun control, which is which is clearly unconstitutional, for example. You know, people think, well, if we just vote it, we can get rid of it. No, you can't because <laughs> you can amend the Constitution. You can remove the prohibition, you know, you can, on, on uh, any kind of gun control by getting rid of the Second Amendment. But you couldn't you couldn't delete the right of self-defense and things are natural rights. And people get that all that kind of stuff confused. But I don't, I don't understand why you'd want a democracy um, because a lot of, especially, you know, liberal folks, you know, prided themselves, at least they used to, on free speech, you know, even protecting the Second Amendment, the rights of due process, search and seizure laws, all that kind of stuff. That, that comes from a republic, not a democracy. So I don't know why anybody would want a democracy not, when, anything, when your rights can be right. voted away. What's that? Go ahead, Troy. Yeah, that's not, that's not quite accurate. So understanding sure why is. that's not accurate might help you understand. It's not. Um, so two clarifications. Your your guest said that the Bill of Rights protects us from the states, but like not the federal government. That's not true. The Bill of Rights has all kinds of protections uh, that protects us from the federal government too. So, but but anyway, broader point. A democracy, like let's say let's say democracy did mean direct democracy, which it, it doesn't necessarily. Well, what's but the let's say it, what so kinds let's say, of democracy are there? Let, let's establish that, and then we can kind of go from there. So you said direct democracy. What, what other kinds of democracy are there? We got direct. Indirect, indirect. Indirect. So if you if you go to any concept, yeah, if you go to any concept like you know um, like uh, expensive 
or something like that. You can have expensive, and you can have to every coin, basically. So if you're so democracy have, light, you have a direct democracy. Uh, just oh, wait, wait. whatever you want to call it. It doesn't. It doesn't matter what we call it. It's just it, it would be a democracy well, yeah, it does. not direct. So so direct well, direct I mean, democracy. Maybe, How do you define know, direct? But, give me give me direct democracy. Give me give me a direct one. So yeah, a direct democracy would basically be where the policies enacted by government. This is one way to understand it. The policies enacted by government are voted on directly by the people. You don't vote for representatives to make the decisions on what the policy will be. You vote, should we go to war? You vote, what should the tax code be? You vote on the actual issues. You don't, have, you don't vote on people who will then vote on the issues. That would be an indirect democracy or a representative democracy. Um, so in well, a direct democracy... Yeah, go ahead. Well, the way it's supposed to happen, you're supposed to give your elected official marching orders, and they're supposed to carry them out, unless they can't. But if they refuse to, then you got a, a democratic way of getting rid of them. That's exercising your democracy. And no, the federal government do not have rights over people in their local laws. They don't. It's just like Ferguson. You had Eric Holder come to Ferguson, which is a very famous location of a bunch of events that went on surrounding Michael Brown. Eric Holder uh, entered into a consent decree. Eric Holder, U.S. Attorney General, Ferguson, a private city, uh, city. He entered into a consent decree. That was not a law. It was an agreement. Ferguson did not have to go along with it if they didn't want to. Federal government has not those type of overreaching powers. Okay, I never said the federal government has rights in local laws. I said the Bill of Rights protects individuals from the federal government as well as from state government. So that doesn't relate to what I was talking about. Um, but on the uh, go, going back to the direct democracy thing, the direct democ- a direct democracy could have a Bill of Rights. You could have everybody agree and vote to protect the right to bear arms, to protect the right to freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. Now, of course... The, the direct democracy could then vote those things away, mm-hmm. but that could happen, like you pointed out, in our country too. We could amend the Second Amendment. The yeah, but it's a lot harder. Control ultimately. It's a lot harder. Yeah. Yes, it is harder. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, and that, and there's it, no point it, of a bill of why. rights. Yeah, there's no point of a bill of rights in a democracy because everything you vote for today is subject to to recall the next day or or later on that same day. See, that's the problem with the democracy. There's no that standards. Mean there's, that doesn't mean there's no point. That doesn't mean there's no point. While that is the law, uh-huh. presumably that law would be afford, enforced. And if it's changed, then another law would be enforced, just like our system. If there's a bill, yeah, of but there's, now, no, have, there's no, uh, there's no stability. The right. There's no standard. There's no, there's no way to plan. Why would you plan? Why would you purchase guns if at any time that right could be voted out by a majority of one over half? And and why should one over half be able to tell one less than half what their rights are? That doesn't make sense. That's right. That's why they. That's why. That's the kind of reason that the founders gave, so, so that they would argue that we should not be a direct democracy. Um, well, but they argue we should not be a democracy at all. You, you can't find the word democracy in any well, of our founding documents with good reason. Well, that's their choice. You're confusing the two the way it's used, but the, it's no need to argue because you. you it's always you taking one word and using it, taking the word democracy and using it in one application, then trying to take it and use it in another application. So it's, it's confusion. 
for those who don't know really what's going on with it. I mean, just because people are allowed to vote, that's democracy. It has nothing, in, in one aspect, it has nothing to do with the way it's used as far as the way the country is formed with its constitution and so on, so on, so on. Do you guys agree that the people should rule? Ooh, let's, let's talk rule? about that. Ah, should should rule in terms of what? Uh, I think we the government operates with the consent of the governed. I believe in a republic, but I also believe in established bill of rights. When you say the people rule, that's like saying the rule of law. We don't operate under the rule of law. We operate under the consent of the governed of we the people. But in order for the for the country to maximize rights, you have to establish rights in a bill of rights. You have to limit government with a constitution. You have to separate the powers. These are all hallmarks of a republic. You have the House voted on by the people. You have the Senate, should be again, voted on by the state legislatures. The Electoral College folks votes, all the states vote for the president. That way we have, we have representation across the country. These are all things in a republic. And a democracy could wipe all those out. So the founders recognized, rightly so, that with a democracy, people can be bought, <laughs> that things can be uh, uh, changeable all the time, that if the majority, you know, if, if 51% of the population wants the lower income, 51% wants the top incomes, 49%, they can simply bid for them. So there's nothing established in a democracy. That's the problem. It's a wide open, you know, free ranging, it's anarchy, basically. You know, and it's controlled by those that would take rights from other people. And so the whole point of, of, of having a free society, you can't, I don't think you can have, let me put it this way. Here's a big general statement. You cannot have a free society in a democracy. They do not, they cannot coexist. The only way you can have a free society is with established rights and limited government. And that's the hallmark of a republic. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you're saying. I, I think that's wrong. Consent. Okay, that's fine. Let's you're saying Troy that and uh, Pianchi. Go ahead, Troy. You're saying that the ultimate consent for government comes from the people. To me, that sounds like the people are in charge. And mm -hmm. the word democracy is literally broken up into two Greek words. It comes from two Greek words, people and ruling. People you in charge. You just that up, right? So what you described – wait, you don't know – oh, you don't know that? No, I, I, you just looked it up. Well, I, I thought, okay, I thought you, I thought you just looked it up. But oh, I mean, that's what I've no, heard no, before. No, no, that, that's, just a yeah. general, that's just a general thing okay. that people who have studied politics know. It, it's democracy. Uh, it's, it's like, mm -hmm. uh, what was it? No, something like that. It, it was two Greek words, and it was the, the role of It's government of, of the people, just like autocracy like is government of an autocrat, and uh, right, right, right. theocracy like is, is government of, by religion. Right, yeah, right, right. Okay, and how it works. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, so, the, so the word comes from... Um, uh, Greece, which I think was a maybe a direct democracy. I'm not, I can't remember. But anyway, um, so it doesn't seem wrong to apply the word democracy to the system that you want because you think the people should ultimately be in charge. You just want limits on how much of a majority you need to get rid of the free, freedom of speech. Uh, no, so the people don't want no, uh, one we are a constitution of we the people. So the people are ultimately in charge of everything. However, in order to maintain freedom, we have to establish some some basic rules. Otherwise, you you know, we've graphed this. And you look you, at any show we do that if you have uh, if you have no government at all, you have anarchy. If you have total government, you have dictatorship. So somewhere closer to anarchy, actually, uh, is just enough government to protect life, liberty and property. And anything beyond that yeah, so, uh, heads towards tyranny, and anything less than that heads towards anarchy. So the ultimate freedom is a government, a constitutional republic, protecting life, liberty, and property. 
That's the ultimate freedom. If, Democracy if, is not freedom. If, Greg, if, if, if 99% of the people in the society wanted to ban guns in that society, would, should they have the right to do that? No. Absolutely not. So you think that 1% of the population, you think 1% of the population should be able to dictate what happens in the country? Well, all right, let's take our current situation. Now, if the Constitution were amended, that would be different. But let's just take the current Constitution right now. If 99% – if you took a poll, right? If you took a poll right now and and 99% of the people wanted to get rid of all guns, would that take away my right to own guns? No. It would no, not. No, no, no. Yeah, but they could, but they could easily amend the constitution at that point. If they, if everybody knew, oh, well, we're ninety nine percent, and you know, and they, yeah, that'd be let's say that was too. a single voter issue. Well, I still yeah, have a right to own guns, they, even if they, the government prohibited it. I would argue that 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 owning guns, owning the means of my self defense, is a natural right, which predates the constitution. Whoa, so the Second whoa. Amendment just says the government yeah. can't touch your right to own guns. So it's a little bit different. Let me get Pianki back in here. When you yes. vote for Matt Gates, that's you utilizing your de- democracy. Yeah, agreed. When you vote for Matt Gates, that's you utilizing democracy. You yeah, vote for him directly. Vote, put Matt Gates in yep. the policy. That's you mm-hmm. utilizing democracy. Mm-hmm. Well, in other words, it's a representative, you know, government. So, in other words, he would if he wins a majority of the votes in the first district in Florida, he becomes the the congressional representative. Agreed. You're right. Now, yeah, so, so, right. so we do have a we do have a representative democracy, and no, and we have a democracy. republic. We have a republic, but well, some components of it. Government. Some components, see, but we still have a republic by definition by by the constitution. But what, what you're saying That's is, fine. if you, if you see one, you can't take one example of of democracy. In other words, voting for our, the House of Representatives and, and say that we're a democracy just because of one particular electoral function no 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 so so you you recognize that we have a representative government you just said that and oh, you I recognize representative that representative government. yeah we have representative government well, you just but we said, do not have a representative democracy you just said now that, so i'm just going okay. Yeah, okay so we have a representative government we have a representative Agreed. government and mm-hmm. we democratically elect our representatives that's the definition of a no, democratic yeah. republic. I mean, sorry, a representative democracy. We do no. See, I'm I wouldn't not, say not we democratically elect. See, see that I think that that casts uh, that casts confusion on it. We elect our representatives, you know, by vote. Yes. We used right. to our yeah, senators yeah, do it in elected by the state legislature. Go ahead, Bianchi. You do it in a democratic way with the people. All people participating. Hold on, stop, Bianchi. Your turn. You do it in a democratic way with people participating in it. That's why mm-hmm. come the states control the federal government. States control the federal government through the, the state elected officials mm-hmm. that come from a state district. So when we return one day, hopefully soon, to the uh, the senators in Congress being appointed uh, by their state legislatures, uh, is that uh, a democracy also? Yes, this is not because the state legislature that's uh, appointing the senators would be taking their marching orders from the people that elect them. That's where the things go wrong. People elect folks, then sit back and see what happens instead of giving directions on what you want to happen. That goes to the, the whole tune of you controlling that which you send to govern for you. Troy, what do you think of returning to yeah, uh, a situation where the state legislatures um, 
elect the senator so that the states have representation back in Congress, which would actually be more democratic when I think about it. Um, yeah, that would just be a more indirect representative democracy. Okay, but, but uh, right, would fine. you favor let's, let's, uh, if you let's get rid of the labels? Do you favor uh, senators being elected by state legislatures or or by the people mm, in the state? I I think we I think we don't Either need senators at all. Why, why do we need senators? We already. We already have House of Representatives. Ah, why do we need senators? We need senators because the states who ratify the Constitution and control the federal government need representation in Congress. That's why we need senators. The senators were the representative of the states. The representatives, the House of Representatives, is the representative of the people. That goes to a separation of powers, and that goes to a republic. That's how it's supposed to work. Sure. Um, and we could get rid of that if we wanted to amend the Constitution. And, uh, well, why would you, though? Why would you? No, uh, give me some reasons to do that. Why would you get rid of the Senate? Oh, I mean, one reason. To, okay, so remember earlier where you said that 1% of the population should be able to dictate the terms to the 99% of the population? No, no. I said like, that the 99% yeah. cannot take away the rights of the 1%. You can't take away rights just because right. you have a majority in a poll. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, so if yeah, everybody yeah. thought but somebody was guilty... You know, if everybody thought someone was guilty by popular vote, does that make them guilty? Or do they still get a trial? Do they still get rules of evidence, prosecution, defense, that kind of stuff? You know, everybody thinks they're guilty. Um, so that's not that's not because the the equivalent situation would you be would be you asking if ninety nine percent of people think you shouldn't get a trial, should you get a trial? And I think you still should. But but regardless, well, if you believe it's, you believe. It's, 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 it's already written so, in the Constitution that so, you should get a trial. Okay, so exactly, the Constitution we're is something that we can change. We can, yeah. we can change but in other the Constitution. Words, so, can your so rights we, be voted away? We, can your rights be voted away by the people? Yeah, we can. And I'm saying no, not in a republic, not directly. Okay. Yeah, so you – okay, but indirectly they can. The Constitution can be changed, whatever. So well, the, we the know the Constitution can be amended by, by three-quarters of the states and two-thirds of uh, both houses of Congress. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a difficult yeah, procedure so, on so, purpose, so, so that it doesn't you, get amended for frivolous and, and reasons. You, your, right. your rights can be right. voted away because in some jurisdictions you can do things, in other jurisdictions you can't. Hmm. Like liquor sales, for well, instance. <laughs> you can also move, but yeah, but yes, that's right. But but anyway, um, you, you said that even if the Constitution was amended because 99% of people didn't want to have guns in society, so they created a constitution where you don't have the right to have a gun. You mm-hmm. said that 1% should still keep their guns and they have this natural right to have guns. Okay, so you believe that even with super majorities, overwhelming majorities, that uh-huh. the minority should still be in control, of, at, at least of their own behavior to no. some extent. No, let me, okay. let me restate it. Just, just so everybody knows exactly what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is that we have natural rights, and, and the, one of their natural rights is self-defense. In order to have to exercise your right of self-defense, you have to have the Im- implements of self-defense. The most common implement of self-defense is a firearm. Now, we could go to swords and knives and things like that. That's fine, too. Those are all arms. What I'm saying is we have that natural right. Now, what the Second Amendment does is it prohibits the government from touching in any way because all rights are absolute, and we can talk about that too, touching in any way your right to own and carry arms. Uh, in other words, keep and bear. 
Okay. Now, if you're going to use those arms, that's a whole different thing. That's statutory law. We're not talking about that. We're just talking about the right. So a right is a prohibition on government from touching you in any way, uh, using any kind of prior restraint upon you. Now, if you amend the Constitution and you remove the Second Amendment, the government would not be prohibited from passing laws against gun ownership. But would that negate your right as a free human being, uh, your natural right, your natural law? to be able to defend yourself and, and have the implements of your self-defense? No. So to me, the government would be illegally removing your ability to defend yourself uh, where you had the natural right to do so. Fortunately, they're not doing that. So what the Second Amendment does is stops the government from what I would consider illegally removing your, your, the implements of your self-defense. Does that make sense? Yes, that was my exact, that was my exact point, that if you believe that even if 90%, 99% of the population follows all the legal legalities and amends the Constitution, does everything legally, you would still characterize their taking uh, the 1% gun as illegal when it's completely legal. So, so you're, no, 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 you're no, you totally no, no, you just completely no, misstated what I said. You misstated, Troy, you completely misstated what I said. What I said stands on its own. You just said what? it would be illegal. It's, it's you not. Said, it can't be illegal you. because you you're in violation of the be, law. You, the okay, supreme so, law of the Constitution, just, Troy. That's one reason okay, why Greg, you have people migrating out of the South America, of, of the Central and South America, because they gave up their right of self-defense, and now they're running from tyr- tyrannical government. If you had the ability okay, to Greg, defend yourself from tyrannical government, then you wouldn't be coming to the United States. Okay, Greg, I'm just quoting you. Uh, you said no, you're not. that you would still no, you're misstating. Be illegal. You, no, 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 you no, no. You're, you're, you're misstating. You as illegal. Okay, so, okay. Like, so let me let me restate it, it again. But I'm let telling me restate you exactly it one more time. what you just said. Yeah, I'm going to tell you exactly what I just said. Okay, right now the Constitution prohibits the government from touching your ability to own and carry arms, keep and bear arms. Okay, that is a prohibition, which makes all gun control illegal unconstitutional. That's, that's exactly the way it states. Now, let's say that if you took a poll and 99% of the population said, we don't think anybody should own guns. Okay, fine. If it gets to Congress and they amend the Constitution, they remove the Second Amendment, would that remove my natural right of self-defense? No. It would just remove the prohibition on government from touching my right of self-defense. They could do it. I think it would be illegal under it, natural law, but in terms of, of statutory yes, law, yes, but those statutes, right. hold, let me finish, let me finish. Those statutes would be wrong as far as I'm concerned. And that would Congress be bad could do that anyway. Let's further define it. Okay, one at a time. Who wants yeah. to go first? That's one what I've time. already said four times. That's what I've already said four times about your position. All right, Your position is that it's not. Hold on, I've already said my position. Pianchi, go ahead. We've got five minutes left. And, and you're going back and forth over what Greg had said. But the Congress couldn't do it by themselves. Mm-hmm. It still would have to be ratified by 38 states. Yeah. Yeah. And, Troy, you, Greg, you don't have to restate what I'm saying, you okay, get, because you, you, you never restate it correctly. So to do so no, is I'm actually disingenuous. Don't. No, so that's if not you want true. to argue I'm against what I've you. said. That's you just different. said it would be illegal under natural law. Did you just say right. the phrase it would be illegal under natural law? It would be. Because yeah, that's what or I'm do you Your believe we have a is wait, 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 that, wait, wait, okay, let's get the so basics. Do you believe we have a natural right of self defense? Can we defend ourselves? 
Meaning what? What do you mean a natural right? Do you believe, well, first of all, do you believe in and natural do you, rights? Do you believe as human beings we are born with rights? We're born with legs. We're born with brains. Well, okay, I don't know so what you're you talking do, about. We so born with do you rights. believe do you that we are in, All right, let's go for the Declaration of Independence. Do you believe that we are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights? Unalienable rights. Do you believe that? Yes or no? So, so I'm not sure that I believe. It's it, not a complex my question. My Creator was my mother and my... My, my mother and my father. So I don't, do you believe I don't think in I believe God, if you don't mind me asking? idea of this creator. Okay, yeah, so, no, so, so you don't, don't believe in God. I don't think in the same way that you do. Okay, that's fine. No, that's perfectly no. acceptable. You don't, yeah. you don't have to believe in God. So that's okay. That's, um, true. that's what the founders of this country put in effect, that we have these inalienable rights, and they agreed upon it. Therefore, it is what it is. It's the law. So, um, so, Greg, do you want to ask me more questions about natural rights and see if I believe in those or, or no? Well, I don't think you do because in order to believe in natural rights, you have to believe that we're not by our creator with rights, and you don't believe that, so oh, I don't have to ask okay. you. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Okay, got, right. it, got it. But you believe so, in democracy so, so where the, whatever the majority decides is the law of the land, and I think that's wrong. So I just disagree with you, that's all. Uh, yeah, that's, that's not what I said. I, I never once said that the majority should just do whatever they want. That's not, I never said that ever. Um, but the question that uh, we were addressing um, was uh, you had asked um, why would, um, I think you had asked why would we want to eliminate the Senate? Yeah, that's that's right. You asked no, why you would asked, we want to you eliminate said why would you want to eliminate, you, you said you wanted to eliminate the Senate. No, I didn't. I, did, I, did. I want to keep the no, Senate. I, 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 I said yes. I said we maybe we should. You asked why? Why would you want to? That, yeah. That's what you said. Um, right. So I was explaining why we should mm-hmm. want to, and I was okay. And I was starting, and I was starting. I was going to explain first that I understand why you wouldn't want to, because your position is that even if ninety nine percent of people wanted to take away guns and did all the legal steps to be able to do that, legally, no, you you're you're you're, you're combining two yeah, different I'm arguments, not, and you're. Uh, I, have, I tell you, I what, we're, we're going to get along a lot better if you don't keep restating. Troy, Troy, hold on, Troy. I can't have misstated it because I didn't even say it. Hold on, everybody. I didn't even say everybody. Wait, wait, wait. My turn. Okay. Troy, we're going to get along a lot better if you don't keep restating what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, just, just let my arguments okay, stand for I'm, what they I'm are. Although gonna, I'm getting really tired I'm of having to restate what I've just said. Now, if you want to okay, talk about I, the Senate, gonna, let's talk about the Senate. We need a Senate because the I'm states okay. need representation in Congress. Now, person, That's all I'm addressing right now. A person would, okay, a person would have no reason to want to get rid of the Senate if they believed the things that you believe. Your position is that even if 99% of people wanted to get rid of guns and did all the amendments, you would still view that as an illegal violation of natural law. Yes. Um, so it would be. It would be. Yes. That's, it'd be like okay, taking the. Right. It'd that's be like taking the canine teeth from lions. Isn't that a way that they protect okay. themselves? Yes. Well, I, 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 okay. So what if people declared murder I, I, to be I, legal? I, we, we what, spent, what if 90%? Spent, all right, let me ask you a 20, question, Troy. Troy, hold on. Minutes. Troy, if 99% of the people... You're telling me that you didn't say that. All right, wait a minute. (laughs) Okay, so so if 99% of the people thought murder should be legal, would you... you Let me just finish my point. (laughs) Now that we spent 20 minutes establishing that you believe that, so so you believe that a 1% minority has rights, natural rights, that can trump even 99% of society. 
So you don't believe in democracy in the way that I believe in democracy. I think if not, I don't believe in democracy at all. <laughs> I think democracy is well, least sincere. I don't believe in democracy. The thing about that, Greg, right. is so, that they so got to be legal. You, they got to be legally bound to vote on it anyway. So yeah. you're saying 99, if you got 99% of the people, that's people, but are they legally bound to have a, a opinion on it? No. But the thing is, the overall said, point is that you don't, all right, hold on. The overall point is that rights are not subject to popular vote of, of just on a whim, okay? There is a procedure to change what the government does, but that doesn't change what our natural rights are. You know, if 99% of the people believe murder was okay, would that be okay? Yeah, I know, I know you believe that natural rights trump 99% of the people, even if 99% of the people follow exactly Wait a minute, why should, someone, why should someone else be able to vote away my ability to own guns or my ability to travel or my ability to accumulate property or anything? You don't believe in a free society if that's what Wait, you believe. Do you believe right? that I didn't say, say anything about No, no, I'm not going to answer this. This I is say critical. Uh, no, just in general, Troy, just in general, I do you said, believe that people can determine what other people can do and what they can own? Let's just speak generally. Okay. Does he believe that people in the country illegally illegal have the right to vote on this? No, no, wait, Pianchi, Pianchi, wait. So, I want to just very so, simply, so do people first, have the right to determine what other people own? Um, so, like, for example, does, does, does do people in the United States have the ability to vote for representatives who vote to Okay, now you're rephrasing Chinese the question. You're, you're, you're changing the argument. You're rephrasing the question. Just answer no, the question. I'm not, I'm not, Do I'm not, people have the right to determine what other people own? It's a simple question. Yes or no? For, yes, and I'm, I'm giving a simple answer, but you just cut me off, so you didn't hear it. For <laughs> okay, example, so I'm giving, I'm giving an example now. For example, I think that people in the United States um, should probably have the right to vote on a law that prevents a foreign national who's never been to the United States from owning land in the United States. That's probably something, uh, that's something that a lot of countries have, those kinds of laws. So that's people preventing other people from owning things. So and okay, I would guess that you would agree example. with that you, kind of you've law. Already, you've already gone off the, the rights. It's you've gone off example, you know, nationals. That's a completely, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, a no, 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 it's not. No, it's not. From owning Troy, that's just, that's just avoiding the question. Example, Troy, that's just okay, avoiding the so question. No, you're, do you you're, believe? Okay, you're let me just try one more time. Or something because it is people. It is an example of people. It is an no, example of people no, telling not. other people that they can't own something. Yes, it is. No nope. people. No, it's I, not. I, let me repeat but it's not example. relevant. People in the United States. Let me say something can, about that. Louisiana just had that House bill coming out of Louisiana. A House bill came out of Louisiana. The state of Louisiana legislature will forbid foreigners. And foreign adversaries from owning land in Louisiana. So, yes, yeah. that was a valid issue. Okay, but that's a different yeah, issue. So let me get back to the basics. I'm going to ask it one more time. If you believe, if you believe, Troy, stop. I'm going to ask one more time. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to mute you. This is why I'm going to ask for sure. Okay, so let me let me just ask this one more time. Do people have the right to tell other people they can own? Simple question. I think. Yes or no? Is, Troy, I think, you're back. Is, I think citizens in the United States have the right to tell, to make a law that says foreign people can't own. Okay, that's not land. the question. 
See, see, the reason you don't you, that, you won't answer a direct no, question. That is, you that you, is you bring in other questions. You bring in other no, arguments. You can't. You just can't talk straight to me. This is, this just, is, this is why this is so difficult. Like you just don't like it. You no, just don't it's like not a question it. of not it's liking it. Well, people. Nope. Everybody. Not can relevant. Know. Anybody honest. Not relevant. Can know. Anybody not relevant. honest. Anybody honest. Sorry. Anybody honest. Anybody honest. Literally anybody honest. Anybody who's being honest can. I'm just going to mute him. I've had enough. <laughs> I tried. I really like tried. Like gas stove? Do you mean like you can't own a gas stove? Hell no. Others don't have the right to tell others what. Now, they can put restrictions on it. Yeah. You know, where you use them and how you use them. You know what I mean? You're not supposed to use a gun to go out and rob a bank. Yeah. Tell you what, I'm going to mute everybody. <laughs> Bianchi, thank you for calling. Um, what I'm going to say. <laughs> Uh, we got stuff there. So let me just, just hold it up there. So everybody's being uh, there. So he's, he's left the, Troy's left the conversation too, but I was going to thank him for joining me too, but you know, it's just, it's really tough to talk to people that, that keep changing everything, you know, to the point where you can't, uh, <laughs> Marco says, uh, well, the needle, the record is skipping on where, repeat. Well, where, did he, where did he come from? Oh, well, so the way this started. Um, was that I put a Facebook post. I mean, is he a, that, was he a natural born in the United States? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's definitely definitely natural born. But the way this started was that I made a Facebook post saying that it's, uh, it's government hypocrisy to have bring in foreign nationals to be police to enforce our laws, especially illegal aliens when they can't even be here. So how can you have illegal people in the country enforcing laws? That was, to me, the ultimate hypocrisy. Then I said we should treat uh, you know, uh, foreign national police with guns as terrorists. Because that's what they can be. That's how they can act. And then, then uh, Troy came back on my Facebook post and said that, um, you know, you shouldn't call these people aliens. You know, that's offensive to them and all this other kind of stuff. And I just sort of snowball from there. Go on my Facebook page. Well, I, I pinned it to the, the top. Thing, the uh-huh. Right. How can it be offensive to them when they are off, when they are offensive in what they're doing? They're not supposed to be here. Yeah, they're offensive to me just by being here. Legal aliens are offensive by being here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we haven't had a, a, um, a liberal person on the show, you know, for a while. Uh, and now I know why. <laughs> but it was good to talk to him. But I, I don't lawyer, object to his position. What's that? He's probably coaching illegals how to circumvent laws. Mm, I don't know. Uh, you can look at his page. You know, it's, it's Troy. Um, oh, he's left now. But it's Troy. Uh, I'm going to get his name up here. Uh, Pasulka, P-A-S-U-L-K-A. So Troy Pasulka, he's on Facebook. He's yeah, an LSAT coach. He's a lawyer. Real. What's that? He's probably the second generation of uh, some other immigrants here. Probably. And that's why I, I say blood is thick in water. Mm, yeah. But the, but the problem is, I don't, I don't have a problem with, it, with him disagreeing with me or positions like that. What I have a problem with is constantly changing the argument, constantly restating what I'm saying incorrectly, and, and constantly bring up things that are not relevant to what we're talking about. That's what drove me crazy. And so, you know, I was thinking it would be great to have on a regular yeah, basis, but not like that. If you with their thoughts, then they would be changing things around. They're what they yes. want, what it was originally intended to be. Hmm. With, that old, with that old cliche about uh, one over half have the right to control one less than half. Yeah, they don't. They simply don't, because we have ind- we have minority rights in this country. In other words, just because you're you're in the lower part of the population doesn't mean you lose your rights. But that's really interesting. You know, he has some good points. We uh, have but unique, he, yeah, we doesn't have believe a in thing that's the U.S. Constitution that others don't have it. 
they will want to come here and change it to be resemblance of something that they used to, while at the same mm-hmm. time have access to the ability to increase their wealth that they didn't have back home. Yeah. No, it's very interesting. Like I say, you know, uh, Troy is quite, you know, he doesn't believe in, in God, as far as I could see, doesn't believe in natural rights, doesn't uh, believe in a republic, does believe in democracy, where people control everything, you know, through the vote. It, it's, a, it's a completely different belief system is what it is. And that's okay. He's entitled. You know, I wouldn't say anything against that. In the alien just, rights, uh-huh. in nature, it's in all forms of nature. Animals have given have been given certain tools where they can protect themselves. They may not. Even a kangaroo has tools that he can protect himself. And oh, everything, everything, everything the plant, plants protect themselves. Plants are poisonous to uh, to animals. That's how they protect themselves. So yeah, everything you know, Absolutely. plants have thorns. Everything protects itself, but that's that's natural. But but to not believe in natural rights, that's quite interesting. Um, but I think you know. But like I say, just and this goes for anybody that wants to talk to me on the show. I have no problem with disagreements. I don't. I really don't. It's fine with me. But what you cannot do is, and this happens all the time with with uh, leftist discussions. You know, people I'll talk to on Facebook, and they say, "So what you're saying is," and then they'll completely misstate what I said, and then argue against what I didn't say. And that's what uh, that's what Troy was doing. He'd, re- he'd misstate what I said and then argue against what I didn't say while saying that that's what I said. We can go check the tape. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Anybody wants to listen to it. It's fairly obvious. Um, but that was, but that's, you know, I, I'm, that's not going to, that's not going to fly on the show. You can't do that. Um, debate me. Sure. Disagree with me. No problem. Change what I say. Misstate things, bring in irrelevant examples and try and compare them. No, well, that's, that's not so bad, but you know, all that other stuff can't do it on my show. Any comments? Uh, closing, Peggy. We got uh, Brianna tomorrow and uh, Brianna Josie and uh, and an open hour. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I thought she comes in on Monday. I was mistaken. Who's that, Brianna? I like, I like listening to her. I thought she came in on Monday, so I guess. No, Brianna mistaken. and Josie are Tuesday. Uh, Jonathan and Dorothy are Monday. Although Dorothy didn't call in today, so I'll find out what's going on with her. Um, Wednesday is Bill, Wendy, Bonnie, and Christina. Bob's calling. So Trump's uh, uh, attorney and advisor. That's going to be really fun. Anyway, I'm hungry. It's my breakfast time or lunchtime or whatever. This has been fun. Thank you. <laughs> we'll do it again. Okay, I'll talk to you later. All right. Take care. <sighs> wow, what a day. Well, actually, it was good. You know, like I say, uh, it's a really good example of, I think, you know, how not to argue. Um but I, like I say, I certainly don't mind the disagreement of the different positions. And if you want to be an advocate for democracy, sure, come on the show. Tell me what you think. Not a problem. Tomorrow, again, I think I've already been over that. we got Brianna, we got uh, Josie, and then an open hour. And then Wednesday, we have Bill, Wendy, uh, Bonnie, and then our special guest in the 9 o'clock hour, 9 o'clock central, is Christina Bob, uh, Trump's attorney and uh, advisor. And it's going to be really fun to have her on the show, too. Got a few things to play for you because I haven't played anything yet. <laughs> you know, so it's... Uh, it's pretty wild today. All right, so we will uh, talk tomorrow, 7 a.m. Central, and we'll do it all again. Here is your Action Radio contact and website information. The call-in line is 215-383-3832. Our show site is blogtalkradio.com slash citizenaction. Same link, live and a podcast. Please share all our shows. We have live chat at the bottom of the broadcast page available worldwide. Sign in to your free account and type away. 
We have an internet Skype line where you can call the show worldwide also. Please see the broadcast page for our Skype name. Call in during the show to get approved. Our bill writing site is writeyourlaws.com. W-R-I-T-E-Y-O-U-R-L-A-W-S. Writeyourlaws.com. This is where anyone can write a bill and start the process of it becoming law. My paid and free subscription column is at gregpenglis.substack.com. Please consider a paid subscription of $5 per month or greater. For contributions to Action Radio, please go to givesendgo.com slash actionradio. We have over 20 Action Radio Facebook groups. Use the Facebook search window by putting in Action Radio to find our groups. My public email is greg at writeyourlaws.com. Please contact me about advertising on Action Radio and helping our mission of freedom. Thank you for listening. Greg Penglis here for my book, The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction. Everyone at some point in their life wants to learn how to fly. Few try. Even fewer go on to get a license. I believe a major reason for that is how we teach people how to fly. My book is designed to help you navigate the flight training system, but it's so much more than that. It really describes an entirely new way to teach flying. So if you've never tried a lesson or got discouraged in your training and quit for any reason, this book can help you. Don't be a rope pilot who just follows procedures. Be a thinking pilot who makes great decisions, who understands all the reasons why we do what we do. You can incorporate these principles into your own flight training at any time. The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction is featured on the Action Radio with Greg Pankless Facebook page and is available from Amazon.com. Well, that sounds good. Even better. Okay, how about your car? If you want the best service for your vehicle, please talk to James at Florida Stores Automotive, conveniently located at 6715 Caroline Street in the historic district of Milton, Florida, right between the Milton Bakery and the Blackwater Trail. Whether you need an oil change or an entire engine replaced, this is the place. The phone number is 850-623-6651. That's 850-623-6651. Call, ask questions, and get the information you need. Florida Stores Automotive is a full-service automotive shop for both domestic and imports, modern and classic. It is a family-owned business here in our Milton community. Open weekdays from 7.30 to 5 p.m., Florida Stars Automotive is a convenient place to keep your car maintained and on the road. Ask them about Firestone Tires and the rotation and maintenance plan. Florida Stars Automotive. I go there. You should, too. Do you know your way around healthcare, insurance, pharmacies, surgery, alternative treatments and choices? I don't, which is why I'm so glad I met Priscilla Romans, had her on Action Radio, and learned about health patient advocacy. She is the founder of Great Care, and now as an affiliate of Great Care, we are proud to offer through our discount code, WYL, which stands for Write Your Laws, a 10% discount. 
GraceCare saves you both time and money. They provide medical efficacy, consultation, advice, and recommendations nationwide. Their website is gracecare.com. That's G-R-A-I-T-H care.com. You can email them at gracecare.adm at gmail.com or call them at 469-864-7149. That's 469-864-7149. Gracecare, better health through better knowledge and advocacy. Action Radio, part of the ADHD Radio Network, the ultimate free speech zone. We the people give our consent to be governed through writing the laws by which we are governed and have the power through juries to nullify the laws by which we do not consent to be governed. At Action Radio, we don't report the news. We are the news. Every other show reports what has happened. We talk about what can happen. From the questions no one has thought to ask, to the answers no one has thought to consider, to the actions no one has dared to take, that is Action Radio. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.